This is episode 232 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. On this episode, we talk to Nate Beck about Bovida and much more. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? Well, how about that cigar? Woo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 232 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for watching live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on Twitter, live on Instagram. And if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of your regular audio podcast rotation. We have a fantastic special guest sitting right between Raul and myself. Hello there. From Bovida. Hello. Nate Beck, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, brother. How you doing? Always a pleasure being with you, brother. Well, let's... uh, And we got our famous, ultra-famous producer. Justy. Justy Justy Smokes. Smokes. I think the proper word today, Matt, is infamous. Oh, infamous. 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 Like like the fruits of the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, should we tell the audience what we were doing just before we came on we were watching well a no, lot I, of, I actually want to hear a demonstration a lot of the, different things the, how about that cigar viewers i don't know there. if we can sing oh, the song because yeah, we'll get a we'll copyright, get a copyright. We will get a copyright. yeah we'll get a copyright strike we were ba- we were singing creed nailing songs, it like full voice nailing it yeah. we were singing uh can you take me higher by creed and i i and i it was it was pretty good. It, it was fantastic. It was. I mean, I, mean, I yeah. did take yeah, you guys we pretty it. high. Yeah. So. I mean, Nate was yeah. throwing in harmonies. I was just doing back voice, you know, background voices. like crazy. Backwash? Yeah, backwash. <laughs> these two guys, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, but these two chumleys over here got really good voices, and they could really sing. And Thanks, pal. I used to have a good voice. I just sound like a dead cat, but hey, I was, yeah. I was trying to hang in there, but. Hey, Roll, I think you're feeling left out for the Battle of the Beer. He was our cheer squad. The Battle of the Beer. I, I told you, <laughs> I'm only here for eye candy. The Battle of the Beards, I think, is, I mean, it's because you're wearing a black hoodie. Like, well, you're usually wearing a black hoodie. You take some clothes off? But, but I'm saying it's, it, you're, the, the lusciousness of your beard is getting hidden by the black hoodie. There the it is. Hoodie. There by it the is. Blackness. Look, at, um, look at that majestic I mean, just, I think I just seen a bird come out. Yeah. Probably. One of these days, somebody's going to braid it. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Yes. I think, wanna, I think you want to put some beads in it, too? Not anal beads, but. You know. Oh, I haven't, said, I haven't said that word you're, you're in months. Well, that is, I just see, did for in you months, just for the record. Hey, we're working. And on. you know what? I like when the microphone's right there, and it's correctly sure. pronounced. Anal, anal, anal beads. Yeah. Yes. I love the fact that it's four minutes into the show and we're completely off the rails. I, I honestly, I wait. Do. We're I having a it. show right now. Yeah, we're doing oh, a show. Shit, we're, I mean, live. we're live. Shit, Sorry, we're guys. if you guys are watching yeah. us right now, you know, join us in the comments. Let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking. Uh, we're going to talk about cigars, and we're going to talk about music and humidity control, and something and, about Bovida. I mean, I, and I something think you guys about, have Bo- heard about Bovida. Them, maybe, maybe. But also, you know, being February, this is the first first show of February 2024. It is Lancero February. Woo! So we are we are definitely uh, falling in line with that. Oh, so oh, sorry, roll. 
Raul has. Let's, let's oh. get you. Let's make you big. Oh, oh. Come on, big boy. Oh, there it is. There we go. Now you're doing it. Phineas Gage, H99 Lancero. All right. And what are you having? I have the Herrera Esteli by Drew Estate, the Edition Limitada. See that up on the big screen. Nice. Oh, there we go. Look at that beauty. And, and I have the Davidoff Millennium Lancero Maduro. Look at that. Ooh. Sexy. And what about you, Justy? Um, I have the Drew Estate Tienda Exclusive uh, Connecticut Broadleaf. Excellent. And why does your screen look so good today? Because I'm in 1080p today. That's right. That's right. We got sharp. We added on another nice camera in the studio. So Justin's got a real. My mama said I was a sharp guy. My mama might have lied, but my mama said, You so sharp. So sharp. I connect, and first thing I hear is something about beads. What the hell? Oh, boy. <laughs> talking about my beard, the Viking beads. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mardi Gras beads. We're talking yeah. Mardi Gras It's beads. funny you say Mardi Gras beads because my mom actually sent me and Katie a picture the other day. and She's, like, going to church, and she's got Mardi Gras beads on just because she's wearing them or whatever. And I'm like. At church? I think so. Okay. Like, my oh, mind okay. went somewhere oh, yeah. else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Hey. I was like, Mom. <laughs> I dig on, it as you do. You got to dig a church that's open-minded, man. Right? There you go. Hey, yeah. You know, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I bought these at Hobby Lobby. I bought these. Yes, I, I paid. I paid cash for these. She probably actually did. She's in Oklahoma, but yeah, <laughs> party beads. Yeah. So episode two two thirty two, we have Nate in studio. It is uh, just this crazy, lovely outdoor weather we've been having in Minnesota right now. Which I mean, it's not going to last forever. It's. I think we have what another five six days to look forward to this. Like, well, I mean, it only goes down to the 30s, maybe the 20s, so we're still good. In my yeah, we're still for, good. For we're right still good. Now. Evidently, this is the warmest Minnesota winter on record. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And global global warming is not a thing at all, right? I well, love it. I love it. It's El well, Nino. It's El Nino. <laughs> That's what they keep saying. Keep saying <laughs> El Nino. Hey. <laughs> I'll keep saying it. That's my homie. That's sense. my homie yeah. from the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So real quick. Uh, a little bit of sports talk like we normally do. The Super Bowl is uh, less than a week away. And we have uh, San Francisco 49ers, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, who do you got? Nate, who do you got? <sighs> I think I think the Chiefs are going to pull it out. Yeah. yeah. I, I want the Niners to win. Why? Just because I'd like somebody other than the Chiefs to win. Do you? I'll, I'll, I don't. Yeah, I, I have several coworkers at Boveda that are big Chiefs fans. Shout out to uh, my buddy Mike Staus. So, I would say, I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to pull it out. Yeah, there's one or, reason. Or is Taylor Swift going to pull it out? Oh, oh, yikes! There we go. She's going to be in Europe. <laughs> Oh no! She'll be back. She'll, she'll be, be back. She'll be back. Well, she's be got back. a private jet to fly her yeah, back. Yeah, she'll be back. Yeah, I want the 49ers win for one reason. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. It's a great yeah. story, it's man. It's a great story. And I want yeah. him just to sh just shut up about me. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I am I'm rooting for the 49ers. Even though I love Patrick Mahomes, I love Travis Kelsey, I love Andy Reid. I think it's a great team yep. and they've got a great story because they have really been pretty dominant for the last five, six years. Mm -hmm. But this whole Brock Purdy story, I think, is a great story. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see that 
I'd love to see that happen. That's and, what I'd yeah. like to see win. Yeah. And yeah. McCafferty too. I like the guy. He's he, yeah. a great oh. all-around guy. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's a workhorse. I'd like to see him get one. Yep. Um at, like basically has been all season. Uh the wild the Minnesota Wild Report is really short. Didn't they give they, her their head coach or something? They today? suck. Oh, oh no. They fired him again? Oh they, they just fired I think him. That's, didn't they fire somebody? They fired the the uh the new I thought so. Yeah. Like the, did they fire the, the fill in coach they fired him too? Maybe. Oh my god. I, I haven't they fired somebody today. I don't remember who, but Okay. I, I haven't could be wrong. Don't listen to me. I don't know anything about sports. No, that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> but yeah, they uh well, they're, they're just terrible. Hi, Hi. sweetie. My wife's my wife's right over there. Yeah, we're yeah, we're, yeah, live. we're live. Yeah, everybody can hear. There's you. not a camera on you or anything. It's no, okay. No, they just hear your lovely voice. <laughs> um, and the Timberwolves. Honestly, it's been a roller coaster. Like the last three weeks, it's they're they're in first place, then they're in mm-hmm. second place, then they're in first place again, then they're in second. And as of a loss yesterday, they're in second place right now. They the wild or the wolves are wolves. wolves. Ah, yeah, they look tired. They look exhausted. I agree. Yeah. They look tired. I agree. And uh, but it's I mean I think it's okay for them to be tired right now. You know, it's it's early February. I think by the time playoffs and all that comes around. But here's the thing. Let's say the Wolves make it all the way through the playoffs and in the Western Conference and who are they going to have to fa- if they make it to the finals, who are they most likely going to have to face? The Celtics. Yep. And the Celtics are uh absolute powerhouse this dominant, year right yep. dominant like crazy yep. and in the 10 times that the the wolves and the celtics have met in the regular season the celtics have won eight Oy. by a lot Oy. i mean super high scoring game we're just trying to lull them to sleep yeah so i don't know yep we'll see um so be- before guys, before i fire up uh my cigar let's talk about the beverages you have in front let's of you. uh let's do that very thing so, Raul, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what this month this, is going to be. This is a scotch. that was, This month is going to be scotch month. Um, we had a friend of ours who donated actually five small samples of scotch. Two of them we lost uh, the paperwork on, so we don't know what they are. So I replaced it with this scotch you're drinking right now, and it is uh, a scotch. Mm. <laughs> It, it, it's it smells lovely. It's it. it mm. I mean, you know what is what does uh, Ron Burgundy say? I love scotch, scotchy scotch, scotchy scotch, scotch. scotch. And I down can into tell you my one belly. Thing about it is, it is from Scotland. I won't look. It is naturally, na- mm. excuse me, matured in oak cast, mm. and it oak is cast. about two hundred dollars a bottle. And before you, before you fire up the cigar, we got we nice. got to give a shout out to our sponsors, Drew Estate, too. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Um, this is a nice scotch. Um, it's oh, we were right. It's super citrusy. Yeah, it's got a lot of citrus fruits. Oh, uh, a little bit of heat to it, but it's got some nice, got some nice legs on it. I don't think it's I don't think it's super high proof. I think it's mm-hmm. somewhere right in the ninety ish range. That would be my guess. Yeah, if not even maybe like a couple points lower. Mm-hmm. Mm. The texture on the tongue is a little thin. I mean, it's not. I I tend to be a texture guy. Yeah, I like you are. Um, ones that are almost syrupy, but this one it it's not. Uh, well, his looks like it got a little. It's bit not of boring. It. There's a lot of uh, 
Well, it's sometimes in the glass and on the tongue is different. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's got uh, um, it's got really nice flavor and aroma. I always have to remind myself when I'm sniffing it to keep my mouth slightly yeah. open. Yeah, this is good scotch. It's really good. Two hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah. Okay. For my private reserves. This is. I'll, I'll throw a stab out there for a name in a second. Um, yeah. By the way, I just got a text for the guy that came in to work for me, so I can come do the show. They just got first alarm fire. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, I'm not. I know you're not, but <laughs> oh. Um what citrus, is? almost like an oranginess. Yeah. Vanilla. Yeah. You know, oak. I definitely For get sure that charred. Oak. That mm -hmm. charred oak. A little bit of funk like grassiness, but hardly any at all. Just like the tiniest little bit of PD PDness. But like if PD, if it was PD without actually being PD. Yeah, which I prefer. Uh, you know, the well, I told you this too, yeah. Raul. Well, PD scotch is like Lagavulin's. I tend to not really like mm. a whole lot, but it depends on which Lagavulin. And I'm the opposite. Um, I drink. You like the really amounts of Lafroy. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. my favorite. In fact, I turned fifty on the twenty fourth of January, so like almost two weeks ago. <clears throat> had a fifty dollar gift card to Total Wine, so I'm like. Oh, I'm gonna go splurge and get myself something nice. Bought okay. a bottle of Lafroy 10, which is like $54. Brought it home. Had no idea that the next day on my birthday, my wife walks in with the card, a bottle of Lafroy quarter cast. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. She goes, I couldn't believe it when you walked in with this bottle. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, At least I get like a step up and now hey, I have two bottles. There you go. Because I generally, especially with Lafroy, when I buy a bottle of Lafroy, 750 is a little over 25 ounces. Yeah. That's five glasses for me. Wow. I pour a nice five ounces. Well, I'm, okay. I'm good to go. You okay. notice his sip compared to your sip? He ain't messing around. Yeah. It's delicious. I try to make the glass last throughout the whole show. I'll nurse this. But, but, but if you, yeah. but if you, if that runs dry, I mean, just look behind you. There's plenty more. What? There's plenty more to choose from. Yeah, we got some stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's uh, let's give a shout out to our main segment sponsor, and yeah. that would be our friends at Drew Estate. And the latest freestyle live event packs are here. I'm going to move this ad read over here so I can actually see it. Uh, each pack has an MSRP of only 40 bucks and contains three mystery premium cigars, a sleek freestyle live torch lighter, a cigar cutter, and a freestyle live leather strap keychain. In addition to these premium items, each pack includes a Freestyle Live badge equipped with a unique QR code that allows purchasers to enter a sweepstakes for a chance to win extraordinary prizes. The grand prize is a luxury custom pool table valued at $11,500, a laptop valued at $4,600, plus 10 lucky entrants will win a custom Subculture Studios ashtray valued at $150 each. The big reveal of the Freestyle Live Mystery Cigar will be a live event on March 14th. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com. And we are all smoking Drew Estates except for except for some me. fancy boy. Except for me. Fancy pants. D. Abadoff Estate. D. Abadoff. Mm -hmm. It's their their uh, French. Yes, D, yes D, exactly. D. Abadoff with the apostrophe. Yeah, correct. In there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually kind of going from one into the next since uh, and we're not going to bring Sakasquatch up on the table. We have a crowded studio today. So Sakasquatch, trust me, he's back there. Uh, but I'm going to get my cigar fired up on the Dunbarton tobacco and trust toast cam 
When lighting your cigar, it's important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. Look at that there concentration. Oh, got to focus. You got to like, like, the, like it says, you got to focus like, on the tobacco. It's like you've been to the big game before. <laughs> so, who are you? Tell us a little something about yourself. Who is this Nate Beck? Who we've is, all come to love and, and appreciate? appreciate. Who is Nate Beck? With this glorious Santa beard. Besides having a wonderful, is it baritone voice? What, what would you call Technically baritenor. Baritenor. Yeah, like right in between. Baritone is the only one I know. Yeah. So I, that was close. Eric V says the Ron Papel of the cigar industry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it slices, it dices, it julienne fries. Yes. All for the low, low price of $99.95. <laughs> so I work for the company that everybody knows and loves, yeah. Bovida. Bovida. We exist to make all of these delicious cigars smoke and taste at their absolute maximum. And I technically am the sales rep for the whole Western US uh, on our tobacco team for Bovida. Okay, you answered who you work for. Yeah. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. So Let's I get a little backstory sure. on who you are, and then we'll go into your Been married to my wife customer. for almost 27 years. Congratulations. Oh. I have five daughters, ages 24, 21, 19, and 17-year-old twins. I am, by profession, a singer. Uh, my career goal was to go into uh, Broadway, musical theater. Decided after doing a couple professional shows that that was honestly not the life that I wanted to have, so kind of done a lot of different stuff i for about 10 years actually right about 10 years i owned and operated my own artisan hot dog cart called nate dogs nate dogs nate dogs into his house one of my one of my claims to fame uh is that i was voted the best hot dog cart in all of north america in 2017 so it's been uh i've done a lot of different stuff i'm uh i'm a big fan of uh well-made shoes clothing mm -hmm. uh love cigars as mm -hmm. you guys both know i love good whiskey i like spending time with my family going shopping camping uh things of that nature in fact i'm going to be going camping with a couple of buddies a lot of you may know uh my good pal rob gagne yeah yes we do love from the too. bovida podcast the uh box press podcast uh, Rob and I and another good buddy, Rick, from Tobacco Grove, shout out to Rick, will be going up winter camping on the north shore of Lake Superior. Well, that's awesome. It's going to be more like fall camping Yeah. at this rate. Uh, yeah. There's probably not going to be any snow up there, but we are going to rent a portable sauna and uh, truck ourselves down to the uh, either the lake or the river that runs into it, do a little cold bath, and then get back in the sauna. Nice. So we like to have a good time. Yeah. That's cool. Now tell us. Who you work for the legendary company the legendary the, and, and, oh, they, and, and the oft mispronounced Bovida. Bo we hear bovita boveda boveda so, so what's the correct way to say it? the correct pronunciation is boveda so if you hear a spanish speaker pronounce it it's going to largely be boveda 
Yeah. Over the, Almost like the V is another B. A B, yeah. And it is Spanish for vault. Hmm. The great part of the history of that name for our company are uh, two of our founders, Sean and Tim, who uh, own the company, were looking through uh, books on art and architecture and things to try to find an interesting name for our company because we were originally called Humidipac. Actually, technically one more name before that, but uh, mostly Humidipac, and then we became Boveda. So Sean and Tim were calling it uh, Boveda. And while they were down in the DR, mm -hmm. meeting with Carlita Fuente, they were calling it Boveda. And he has to go, guys, 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 what the hell are you doing? It is not Boveda, it is Boveda. Carlito Fuente had to educate Tim and Sean oh, yeah? on how to correctly pronounce the name of their own company. I love it. And in point of fact, if you were to go down and tour Carlito's uh, factories, aging rooms, and what have you, his aging rooms are called Bovidas, and he has 13 of them because I guess he's a big fan of them. Oh, yeah. 13. Yeah. So he has 13 Bovidas as vaults where he ages his cigars. Oh. And this, uh, this is just one. This is a small example of uh the boveda two-way humidity control pack yeah we make lots of different sizes of these packs and literally what's inside these packs are three ingredients reverse osmosis purified water uh particular salt to give you different humidity percentages because different salts when mixed with water give different relative humidities and then a little bit of a food grade thickener to keep that salt in suspension and we make various sizes for cigars and various humidities depending on your storage unit uh depending on the ambient conditions where you live and whatnot we also make uh even more sizes for our cannabis percentages so mm. cannabis is stored a little bit lower uh but we make various sizes for that product as well and then we also make them for musical instruments mm -hmm. and a few other you know odds and ends here and there yeah and this one yeah. is starting to get just you can just start to feel like some grains some crystals, in there yep yeah uh, and but it's still pliable yep and there's, you can still, when you squeeze it a little, you can feel, some, you know, some of that distilled water yep. moving around in there. So I would say this pack has about, and I use this in a, my small five count travel humidity. Yeah, you're probably halfway there. So I'd say that's probably got another month, month and a half. In your travel humidor? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. And what'll happen is it'll generally crystallize around the outside edge, uh, like a cracker. Yeah. And I always tell shops to tell their customers you want to replace your Boveda when it starts to get hard around the edge and it feels like there's a tiny bit of pudding left mm. in the middle as mm. opposed to liquid water. Yeah. And it feels more like that in these smaller packs because there's just less surface right. area. Yeah. The bigger the pack, the longer that takes to happen. Yeah. And this size pack, this is our size eight. All of our sizes are literally the weight in grams of the amount of fluid inside each pack. Okay. So this has eight grams of solution in it. The most common size people use is, I call it the Pop-Tart size, but it's like mm -hmm. a small postcard. The 60. That's our size, 60. Yeah. Uh, the 8 gram is for anywhere from 5 to 10 cigars, but typically in that 5 to 7 wheelhouse. Yeah. The size 60 will humidify up to 25 cigars that a humidor can hold. And that's one of the things that a lot of people get <clears throat> uh, tripped up on is they will buy one pack for 25 cigars in a 50-count humidor. Right. The problem is, is you also have to humidify all of that empty space around it. And that's where customers will find that their packs wear out more quickly is they're not using enough packs. Mm -hmm. Rule of thumb is, is you can't ever have too many Boveda packs in your storage unit as long as they're all the same RH percentage. So as long as they're all 69 or 72, you can put 30 of them in there and they're just going to work more efficiently and last longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Uh, and that's usually what trips people up. So like if you have a wood humidor that's a 50 count, I tell people put as many 60 gram packs in there as will cover the bottom in an even layer yeah. without overlapping and you're good to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a question about, Ooh. and it's it's a question I bet you've heard a million times. Can you reuse them? Um, in one direction, yes. In the other direction, no. So if you live in a place like Florida or the DR, someplace that is high humidity, yeah. super damp and moist. Oh, I said moist. 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 Those packs will balloon up until they can't take in any, in, in any more liquid. Yeah. You can take those packs, and I'm not sure the best way for a home user to do this, but you can dry them down to that 60-gram weight and do that over and over and over again, and the pack will keep working because that salt remains in solution. Yeah. However, when you go the other way and that pack dries out, can you put these and just drop them in distilled water or put them in a container with distilled water? Will they rehydrate? They will balloon back up. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that in order for this pack to operate at the humidity marked on the pack, all of that salt has to be dissolved in that solution. Right. And when that salt is all crystallized and you get water in there, there is no physical way to dissolve manually all that salt right. back into that solution. So now the problem is, <coughs> one, your pack is going to run out very quickly because it's basically at like anywhere from 90 to 100% humidity. Yeah. Now you're putting that high humidity pack in with your cigars. It's giving off that moisture super fast because those cigars are nowhere near 90%. Yeah. Now your cigars run the risk of mold. And then you have to redo that with your pack over and over again, all to save, you know, basically four or $5. Exactly. Just buy another pack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I had my experience back in the day trying to recharge these. Uh, and I don't anymore. Um, I had it. They just, they work so much better when, and, and honestly, there's so many brick and mortar shops that carry these things. Yeah. And it's just, it's almost like, you go, you go to your local brick and mortar shop, you talk to your tobacconist, you know, your friends walk through the humidor, pick out the stuff you're going to buy that day or that week. And right by the registers, just grab, grab another Boveda. Yep. They're right yep. there, you know, $4, you know, and depending on what part of the country you're in, you know, three, anywhere from three fifty to $6. And they're always going to be at the lowest price from one of our retailers. Yeah. Because we purposely price our products on our own website. Uh, significantly higher mm -hmm. so that customers will go visit their local brick and mortar. Oh, that's awesome. So go support your local shop, buy them from them. Yeah. Uh, pick up some more sticks while you're there. That's the whole purpose of Boveda. Keep your cigars well humidified. Um, there's a good question there. Uh, yeah, from Zane. Yeah. What percent humidity do you recommend for an airtight, small slash medium door located in Minnesota? So the nice thing about an airtight container is it really doesn't matter where you live. Uh, because it's airtight. doesn't matter if it's 10% humidity. Uh, if you do live, uh, one, I would recommend either 69% or 65%, depending on how you like your cigars. I recommend never going over 69% in an airtight container, because when you go up to 72%, being that it's airtight, it's going to really keep those cigars about 70, 71%. Yeah. I think that causes some combustion issues on the cigar. I think that extra moisture gives I agree. kind of a yeah. kind of a sour flavor, a little different than what you get when you get a really dry right. cigar. I like 65% because I like my cigars a little bit drier. So you can I. find your preference 65 or 69. Um, where 
where it comes in handy storing your cigars at that lower humidity, especially in an airtight container like a Rubbermaid or a cooler of sorts or a one-year Boveda bag, uh, when you take that cigar outside into that low humidity, your cigar is now eight to 10 points closer yeah. to the relative humidity outside. If you take that 70 to 72% cigar outside in the same conditions, what happens as you light that cigar and you warm up that filler and binder inside that cigar, all that moisture is going to start to expand and want to escape. Yeah. And that filler and binder is going to press out on that wrapper and you're going to probably end up cracking that wrapper and oh, blowing yeah. it up somewhere down here. That's not going to happen nearly as often, if at all, on a slightly lower humidified cigar. Yeah. Now, wood humidors, then it's kind of all over the map, depending on the quality of your humidor, uh, how much you spent for it, how big it is, how full you have it. Uh, but hopefully that answers your question. And then, no, that's, no, go ahead, Justin. I was going to say the second part to that is yeah. I mean, you have the humidity, right? And I, I, I dabble in a lot of things with humidity and all that stuff. So to me, um, watching the temperature is also another thing. Where sure. you store your cigars at. Personally, I keep it 65 to 75, 70 degrees. In my bins, I throw 69s in there for long-term storage. Yep. And anything I'm going to smoke, I put in my new air at like 65s, and that's my everyday smokes or whatever. Sure. I find that for long-term storage, you're keeping all those oils in there, keeps it all you know fresh and, and married together. But I think that temperature is the other big piece of that is 65 to 70. Would you say that's a good temperature range? Because I think so, yeah. You could have that humidity up in the 70s as long as that temperature is lower from 65 to 70 degrees. Yep. You're not going to have to worry about that mold. If you do have the 69s in there and they Correct. get up to 70, 72%, yep. it's that temperature that's going to drive that yep. mold once you get past 70 degrees or so. That usually right. is what I find you have the mold issues. And then another interesting uh, tidbit. Tidbit, yes. Uh, your hygrometer regardless of how much you spend for it yep. is going to be anywhere from two to five percent plus or minus exactly. well calibrated it also can read higher or lower depending on the open space around your cigars that it's reading because your cigars are going to be at one relative humidity that empty space is going to be at another relative humidity depending on temperature and pressure okay. the nice thing about a boba pack being so dialed in is that the temperature and pressure changes are less likely to affect your cigars than they would on another type of humidification system because it reacts so quickly and that membrane is so fast mm -hmm. to release or take in moisture mm -hmm. that it's going to either release moisture or take mm -hmm. it in to adjust that relative humidity and keep it at 69, 68%. Yeah. Um, we actually had a food scientist right into Boveda just without prompting and say, hey, I just wanted you guys to know your packs are awesome. I tested every one of your humidities on a, I think it was a forty or $50,000 hygrometer. And he said, and they are all like dead on the nuts. Wow. So that's fantastic. It's, it's just right there. Um, really, the, the more, the, the thing you really want to steer clear of is getting up into especially full sun exposure, like in the back seat of your car, oh, um, or really hot, really high temperatures. Cause much like a, you know, a bag of hamburger or hot dog buns, yeah. that moisture is going to want to push out mm -hmm. as that temperature goes way up. And it's going to take a lot longer to get that moisture either back into the pack or back yeah. into the cigars. Um, cooler temperatures have a much easier time. You just want it before you're going to smoke it, kind of acclimate it and warm it back up again. Yeah. Um, put it in a dry box or something like exactly. that before you're going to smoke yeah. it. Yeah, and let it sit out and acclimate to the humidity where yeah. you smoke it at. I've met several several cigar shop managers where their customers are now aging at sixty five or sixty two percent, like really low humidity to get that super slow fermentation, uh, and then 62. they'll stage it up 
to their ending humidity in like boba bags or Tupperwares until they want to smoke it. Yeah. So you can kind of do a lot of different things based on your preference. Yeah. yeah. My main, uh, my main is, and I know it's, it's, it's three points, <laughs> you know, from a percentage standpoint, but, um, 65% for everyday smoking yep. and 62% for long-term aging. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Now I used to be really stupid about it and maybe not stupid, but I, I went way too far with it where, because we have very in Minnesota, we have broad swings in temperature and relative humidity. Yep. So I used to in the summer months when it was more naturally humid and hotter, I would put 62s in everything and then when it got cold in late november early december i took out all the 62s and i put in 69s sure because lo way lower relative humidity i mean it gets dry as all get out here in the winter mm -hmm. typically yep. this winter's yep. an you know anomaly but it, and after a few years of doing that i i was like first of all it's just too much work and and the smoking experience wasn't really it, I just it wasn't enough to make it worth so so then I just simplified and I said 62 for long-term aging and 65 for everyday smokes that yep. works for me me too yeah but then you know you get most of the uh you know the smaller packs that you get from let's say you buy a cigars from a retailer they'll put them in the zip yep. top bag and they'll throw one of these in there yep. they're they're for the most part they're 69 percent Almost, almost always yeah and and that's but that's fine point. because for you know the trip from the brick and mortar shop back to your house Correct. or if it's going to be if you're if you're going to take them over to a buddy's house and you're going to sit around and smoke for a while and then those last three cigars you know you want them to make it home you know and, and it's not like cigars can't survive being in a non-controlled environment for more than 24 hours mm -hmm. but the more you can keep them controlled, yes. the better off they're going to be long term. Correct. And uh, Eric uh, V there puts up a great point. Um, you can never use too many packs as long as your storage container can hold them. Once those packs, if they're all 69 or they're all 72 or they're all 65, once they reach equilibrium in that container, they're just going to stop working. They can't push out any more moisture because there's no more room. The pressure is keeping it in. Yeah. So like how many of these, Matt, how many of this size do you put in your travel box? Just one. Just one. Okay. So what I recommend to people is how many cigars does your travel case hold? Well, so this size I only use in my five count. Oh, perfect. Travel humidor in my, in my uh, 15 count or my 40 count travel humid in my 15 count. I use 160. Perfect. And in my 40 count, I use 260. Yeah. So the kind of the rules of thumb for how many cigars you can store with each size in our lineup, you can really do like kind of several factors more You can store more cigars in airtight containers than you would in, uh, uh, like in a wood humidor, humidor or a traditional humidor. Right. So I always say if you can fit a bigger size, do that. Or if you want to get a little more life, like on your, you know, in your case where it's not that much space, put two of these in there. Yeah. You know, because then you're just going to have a little bit longer life. Uh, we make uh, three sizes of what we call our one year humidor bags. And the small has one of these packs in a poly bag that is as airtight as uh, a Tupperware or a Rubbermaid. Yeah. And this pack in that bag is guaranteed to last for a full year. Yeah. But you've got a lot, not much space. 
It's filled with cigars. It's going to last a long time. You know, I said the, earlier the rule of thumb for like our me medium size pack, the size 60 is one for every 25 cigars your humidor can hold. Yeah. If you have an airtight container that can do well upwards of 100 cigars. Yeah. Well, I, I my whole collection's in Rubbermaids. Mm -hmm. Right. And the Rubbermaids are in a cooler. So I don't have to worry about the temperature mm -hmm. and it's yeah. in the basement. So I have one of those packs for about 30 cigars. Mm hmm. Because yeah. it's so airtight now. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple cigars and it's yeah. Yeah, a couple. Well, <laughs> and it goes really well. I think well. Um, the biggest cigar subscription service in the country stores all of their cigars in those large white Costco body parts coolers, as I call them. Yeah. And yeah. they can hold anywhere from, I think, I think they said two to two to 3,000 cigars. They will put two of our biggest packs, which are 320 grams. They come in a cardboard perforated sleeve. Yeah. They'll put two of those at 69% in each cooler, shut the lid. Yep. And because they're so airtight, the whole yeah. thing is good. Oh, absolutely. And there's no space, so there's yeah. not much air to humidify, so it's just the cigars, and that yeah. works great. Mm. So, like, that 320-gram pack could do sometimes two to 500 cigars, depending yeah. on how airtight your container is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's cool because... Um, you know, people watching this or listening to this, we're going to have people from all different areas of the world, you know, people with, who live in warmer climates, colder climates, you know, places where it's humid all year round or places like Minnesota, where it's, it's only humid for about three or four months a year. Sure. And one of the things I learned recently, and this was through some other science related stuff I was just sort of interested in. It has nothing, at least what I learned wasn't supposed to be anything about cigars but i start of course when i watch anything you know a science show on youtube or something like that uh, i think in terms of you know maybe how could this benefit the way i store my cigars or keep my cigars or whatever but the and, and it makes sense when we're talking about these bovida packs because and what justin brought up about temp temperature not just relative humidity is that when the temperature is higher than the regardless of how much relative humidity is in the air when the temperature is higher that those tiny water water droplets in the air move slower mm -hmm. when it's cold they move faster mm -hmm. and that can i mean I don't know exactly how that could make a difference for how we store cigars, but I'm also like you guys that my humidor is downstairs. Um, well, uh, humidor and cool. Now I, yeah, I started adding on storage, but humidor and uh, some coolers and some other stuff, uh, some actual Bovida uh, um, one year bags. Sure. I, I store some cigars in those still because yeah. I haven't upgraded any new storage yet uh, as far as like permanent quote unquote and they store incredibly well yeah they do they, yep. they're great so um but you know it's in my basement we're in minnesota uh i generally heat that space but not not like i would heat my living room so it's mm -hmm. probably between 62 and 65 degrees there and that's that's honestly all year round year because round. even yep. in the summer the air conditioning's running and a lot of that air conditioning flows down to the basement. Sure. And it's cool down there. 55, 60, All the time. All the time. And um, the only times that I've had issues with that is when I rush and I take cigars from there 
straight to, you know, some warm, maybe outdoor cigar event. And boy, they're, they're just, they're just soggy almost mm-hmm. yeah. because as soon, not only were they, they were already properly humidified, but then as soon as they get to that Minnesota July mm-hmm. outdoor where it's 85% relative humidity, that cigar wants to take in naturally the tobacco leaves just want to take in the vapor that's in the air. Yeah. So they get soggy. So I, I learned that got Like you said, yeah. you have to acclimate slowly that temperature Yep. because if you go straight from 65 degrees outside to 95 degrees and 85% humidity, not good. Not, not going to happen. Yeah. Same thing is the opposite in the wintertime when we're in the house and we go maybe out to the garage, which is a little colder. Gotta let them sit out there for a while, let them get acclimated to the yes. cold too. Yep. Yes. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, cold air holds more moisture than warm air. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it just moves slower. It moves slower, yeah. Or yep. sorry, it moves faster. Yep. The warm air moves faster. But yep. yeah, it's but yep. it yeah. Colder temperatures, there can be like more more colder temperatures, although it sounds weird, but colder temperatures can have a higher average relative humidity than hotter temperatures. Yep. Um it's and, super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, to finish on Eric's point, uh, just make sure that whatever humidity you like to use, just add more packs of that humidity. Uh, the trouble is, the trouble happens when you mix, let's say, 69 and 72 or 69 and 65. Uh, Literally, those two packs are going to learn each other. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. You, 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 you yelled at me for that once. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, we don't want your cigars to get jacked up. And what happens is the two packs are trying to compete with each other. One's trying to make it drier. The other one's trying to make it more humid. And they end up giving off all their moisture to each other. And it doesn't go into your cigars. Yeah. Um, it's the same reason why you would uh, season a humidor with Boveda's 84% packs. Mm-hmm. Are there other ways that can work to humidify a humidor? Sure. The mm-hmm. best way, apart from a Boveda, would be right. to prop it open, put it in, what is that? that? I don't know. I do. That's his I feet. thought it was his It's his feet. <laughs> I'm not moving my feet. Oh. I haven't been tapping at all. No. You okay? No. <laughs> I do hear it, though. Yeah. Something's yeah. rocking on the table somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Anyways, know. carry on. 84% <laughs> yeah, so, calibration or no, the, uh, the uh, yeah, seasoning right. kits. So the, the other way to season a humidor, and some shops do this, but it takes a lot longer, is they will put your humidor when you buy a new one propped open in their humidor and yeah. leave it for a couple months. Yeah. And they say, you have to just leave this here. The, what our 84% packs do is you drop them in a humidor. Again, one pack for every 25 cigars that it can hold. Close the lid with no cigars and you leave it there for two weeks. And what we found is that going less than two weeks, there was often a little more moisture you could put into there that wood. Right oh, it's, oh you. it's just our... It's you. No, it's that. It's that mic. No, it's it's, it's Raul. It's, on, yeah. uh, us it's our mics. It's just be, us being on a table. I think it's just. I think yeah. this piece that connects it is yeah. is loose. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Hey. At any rate, reason number three hundred and twenty-seven <laughs> that we need to upgrade microphones. Yeah, right? yeah. All of that to say, the reason why we suggest that two full weeks is it gets those wood walls fully saturated. Yeah. So that you're not competing with the wood of the humidor to yeah. keep your cigars humidified okay well and one thing i i'm curious about what you guys think of this because honestly for me it's sort of a pet peeve when i go into a brick and mortar cigar shop and especially a brick and mortar cigar shop that where the smoking lounge area and 
their point of sale is all one space. Like, mm-hmm. for example, Sodi's in Oak Park Heights, their point of sale area and where they have things like pipes and pipe tobacco and humidors and accessories and that, people don't smoke cigars in that area. Mm-hmm. But then there are other shops who shall remain nameless where people smoke in the same areas where they have on display all their cutters, lighters, humidors, and and whatnot. I personally would never buy a wood desktop humidor from a place that stores them in the smoke-filled room. Sure. I would never do, because I'm sorry, but that Spanish cedar inside that wood humidor is going to take in all those... All, all those cigar smoke aromas. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would not buy from a place where it's all kept in one big space because if, if there were I'm, actually space for it, I think it'd be a much better idea for a cigar shop to store all their wood humidors on sale in the humidor. I agree. Because most shops do not allow you to smoke in the humidor. Right. That's kind of a general rule. Yeah. And then you would have just you could take that humidor home and essentially have it be ready to go. Yeah, because they could be open and displayed. They're fully humidified. You just close the lid, wipe it down, you know, put it in its box, and away you go. Yeah. Well, as beautiful as some hu- wooden humidors are, I just can't see going back to them after using Tupperwares and coolers. I mean, the only I agree with you. The only way I would is, you know, if if uh, if I ever become a Bond villain, then I'm going to have one on my desk. <laughs> But, you know, yeah. uh, you know, fingers crossed that that day is going to come. But but so and, far, no calls. And, you know, <laughs> I would have it as a dry box, maybe. Sure. Yeah. And yes. And if you have a good wood humidor that has proper airflow. That still at the end of the day is one of the best ways to long term age your cigars. Right. Because yeah. you get that airflow coming in and out, staying at a precise relative humidity you get that air exchange much like a cork when it's stored properly. Now, can it go wrong? Sure. But that's kind of the fun in the aging. Yeah. When you have it stored like that, you do get a little bit of that cedar. You do have that air exchange that does really do some unique things yeah. to a cigar or to a bottle of wine that you don't get. Like you're not really going to long-term age a screw cap bottle of wine Yeah. because yeah. there's no air exchange. Once that goes in, it's like a bottle of whiskey. Once it's in that bottle, it is done. Like that's how that whiskey is going to be forever. Yeah. Um, barring any leaking out the top. I was going to say one thing that I do um, is inside my bins, I have uh, cedar trays. Yep. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have eight of them fit. Yeah. In those bins. Yeah. So I have that there with my eight trays and each one of my bins has cedar trays. Yeah. In it. So that's one way that I, you know, personally use a cedar still inside of a bin. That works awesome. And, and then yeah. you can, then yep. you can essentially burp them, yep. you know, a exactly. couple of times a year, yep. let some fresh air in, close it down and you yep. have yeah. that same thing. What I do yeah. is, most boxes come with a little square cedar to fill up. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I use that in the ones that I really want to age. Yeah. I, I used to, on. I used to do that. Um, and I probably once, once I start buying more coolers soon, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to do that again because, yeah. and I agree with you guys that once you like, if you get a brand new cooler that you're going to use for cigar storage, I mean, obviously first thing you want to do is, is clean it out really well with an unscented hydrogen peroxide detergent or or hydrogen peroxide just get all that plasticky smell out of there Mm -hmm. and maybe even do it a few times and then just let it sit open and air dry completely yep but then yeah if you if you get yourself some spanish cedar trays which you can there are some cigar shops you can buy them from 
Uh, you can get Amazon. them from Amazon. Correct. And uh, they're they're quality basically made for yeah, quality yeah. importers yeah. makes them. Yep. And they're basically made for storing cigars. Yep. Uh, they're sort of like the top. If you have a a desktop humidor with a lift out top tray, it's basically that. For sure. And then you can put those in your cooler, your plastic coolers, and it'll it just you know. When you open a plastic cooler that's full of cigars, you want to smell tobacco and cedar. You don't want to smell plastic. And one cool thing, and I, I learned this uh, in a lot of years of selling shoes. So, you know, cedar shoe trees are yeah. used to keep the shape of a shoe so it doesn't get all curved and uh, uh, creased. But even more than that, you put them in a shoe to absorb all that extra moisture from wearing them all day. And after enough time, a pair of cedar shoe trees will stop smelling of cedar. Yeah. So if you have a tray that is entirely made of cedar and not just veneer, you can take a really fine grit sandpaper, take your oh, cigars yeah. off, take them out of the humidor, just give them a light sanding so you can smell it again, yeah. wipe it with the mic dry microfiber to get any dust off, pop them back in, and that refreshes that cedar smell. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. One now, you for sure don't want to do that with an average priced or a low cost wood humidor. Yeah. Please don't go sanding the humidor. Because that's veneer, you're just going to sand right through it. That veneer will But if we're talking thin. solid cedar, like, yeah. a, you know, the chunks, if you will. Yeah. When they absorb moisture, they're going to lose some of that cedar smell. Mm -hmm. You can just give them a light sand, wipe them off, put them back in, and now you're, you know, yeah. now you have that aroma that's refreshed. So but, it works kind of cool. But definitely don't, um, and this may seem like sort of a noob thing, but I have seen some people make some mistakes with cigar storage when it comes to Spanish cedar versus red cedar. Mm-hmm. You know, red cedar oh, yeah. is a completely different species of wood, and that has an extremely uh, pungent, acidic quality that if it gets into a cigar, it, you are not going to be happy at all. You know, technically, and, Spanish cedar isn't actually a cedar. It's a right? mahogany. It's, yeah. a, it's a varietal mahogany. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so if you want to sort of refresh the cedar, definitely do what Nate said with the sandpaper, but do not, because you can go to... Most home improvement shops or places where you buy the the kits to sort of outfit the interior of your closet, you can buy cedar oil. Mm -hmm. Don't buy that for cigars. Don't buy that. That is red cedar oil, yep. and it will it you'll ruin cigars. And yep. and I, I I know somebody who wiped down the inside of a wood humidor with cedar oil. Mm. Oh no! Not knowing that they yeah. and and Just it was not good. Tanked but, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, red cedar is perfect for putting your uh, hunting stuff in. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Keeps keeps they, moths away. They each have their uses, but yeah. that's where you do have to have a little bit of knowledge to know what you're doing uh, if you're going to be sitting on cigars for a long long period of time. So on another cool. note, um, we were talking yeah. about humidity and hygrometers and all that. And one thing that I found from Bova that I recommend to people all the time in, in this industry and other industries out there that use Bova products, when they're using their hygrometers, we all know that hygrometers are wishing 3 to 5%, if that, of accuracy, right? Yes. So you yes. want to get those as, as accurate as possible. Most Correct. of them these days have a, a calibration adjustment on it. Yep. So what I found for $7.99, I believe, is the Amazon or the Boveda calibration kit. Yep. That can do either, I believe, um, is it 75% or down to 32 or something? Or yeah, 35? there's a, there's a 75 there's a and a 32, so you can do two, yeah. Yeah, and I think yep. that I, I stick with the 75 mainly, but I, I constantly, at least a couple times a year, I'm, I'm recalibrating my hydrometers yep. just to make sure they're yep. in check and they're all lining up because sometimes they'll do go up. You could say yeah. 75, but you're actually at 70 you think you're off so i mean that's another good point I don't know if you want to elaborate on that at all and how that works it's probably similar to the packs but i think that's a, a tool is. that not everybody knows about yeah and it's but. it takes the you know it takes the guesswork out of having to 
because the nice thing with that kit is like, can you do it really with any of our other packs in a container? Yes. Yes, but it's only going to be within that three to whatever right. percent. Yeah. Right? So, so if, get right on. if you yep. dial it in, uh, if you dial that hygrometer in at 75% mm-hmm. in that airtight bag that is like putting it in a for, Tupperware. For 24 hours between 65 to 75 degrees. Up. Yes, yep. exactly. Yep. That will dial your hygrometer. If it does not read 75% at the end, you, you calibrate it, it or hit the buttons, yep. you know, whatever your hygrometer does. Yep to read 75% and now your your hygrometer is calibrated. Right. And yep. you can use that as many times as you need to, right? Basically, Until yeah. Until the pack dries out. At yes. least yeah, six like months, I think, is what it usually has That's on what there, we say. I found yep. that they do last a little longer. Yeah, just keep it in your time. Ziploc or yep. whatever, you can use yep. them a couple times. It's okay. a great tool. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and knowing, like I mentioned, that food scientists, yeah. in order to get a hygrometer that is deadly accurate, you are in the tens of thousands of oh, dollars. Yeah. Right. So you just have to know that you know, if you're, if you have, let's say, 65% packs and suddenly your hygrometer is reading 70%, one, that air is changing in there. That might be fluctuating. That could mm-hmm. read 70%, but, but your first, cigars are first, still yeah. holding lower than that. Yeah. Two days later, it could go back down to 67, 68, 65, depending on how yeah. far that humidor fluctuates right. or so, that hygrometer. So, I mean, if you do see that, that's another thing to use that just to double check before you start messing with it. Correct. Recalibrate your, because they calibrate, your hygrometers are finicky. They go off all the time. Absolutely. You find one day and the next day completely different. So, yep. I mean, pro tip of the day, make sure you're always testing those hygrometers. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, they also have a machine. I forgot the name of it. You can. Stick in the end. Yeah, humidimeter. The humidimeter by Cigar Medics. Yep, I have one of those. Oh, yeah, Cigar Medics. And I don't even smoke a cigar sometimes. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll bust that out. And if it doesn't read, like, 65, if it's in the 70s, forget it. I'm not smoking it. Yeah. If, it's, if it's below 60, I'm not. But 60 to 65 is usually that range. It's perfect. And that's what I use yeah. with that humidimeter. And, and I do that every single time, usually at home. And a, a good every thing time. to do is, um, and you have two options with that humidimeter. They have their original version, which is kind of about that. You know, it's like a couple mm-hmm. uh, nine volt batteries. And then yeah. they have a super thin one where the prongs just slide out. Oh, and it's okay. fully metal. It's a little, it's a little more expensive, but it's a little mm-hmm. bit slimmer. Uh, when you test your cigar, test both the foot and the head of the cigar, because what you'll find is like, I like a cigar when I test it on the foot to be about 63%. Yep. If I go test the head, it can sometimes be 69%. Because it's more dense. Well, it's more dense, yep. and that moisture goes in and stops yeah. at the cap. The cap stops it, yep. yeah. And it sort of pools there. Yep. Yeah. So if you really want to get another tip, if you want to get a cigar humidified faster if it's been too dry, mm-hmm. cut the cap, you know, like you would to, to smoke it. Yeah. Put it in your humidor without the cellophane, and that's going to rehumidify much, much faster okay. than if you don't cut that cap, because now you have air moving evenly through all the way. Yeah. um there's a um one of the things that we hear from time to time especially if we've been in cigars for super long maybe we've had this experience where a friend or a relative will say oh my my uncle had this box in the top shelf of his closet for like 30 years was was there boba in it (laughs) and you realize that they had these cigars stored basically in room air mm-hmm. for decades. Oof. Um, what, what are your sort of, uh, and the, and I'm, I'm saying Bovida doesn't have most likely doesn't have like official recommendations for something like that, but what are your, what would you recommend if somebody found, you know, 
their, you know, their uncle gave him a box of cigars that was in the top shelf of his closet for 25 years. How, how do I bring them back? Is that possible? Is or are, it, they, are they just gone? Yeah. You, you, one, you can rehumidify them. Right. Two, they are going to have lost nearly all of their flavor. Yeah. So they're going to be pretty flat uh, because the oils and sugars resident in these aged fermented tobacco leaves, when you ignite them, those oils and sugars are what attach to the smoke yeah. as you draw it through the cigar, and that's what brings the flavor to your mouth. Yeah. Nearly all of those oils and sugars will have evaporated by that point. Mm, so yeah. what if I got a box like that, what I would do is I would keep maybe five of them, and I would put them in a Boboda one-year humidor bag, and I would close that lid, and I would leave it there for a minimum of six months. Yeah. Then I would take one out, and I would test with that humidimeter and see where they're at. And if they're, you know, in the low 60s, I'd try one. Then I'd leave the rest yeah. of them for another couple of months just to see what they taste like. Because, mm -hmm. like, the fact that grandpa or whoever mm -hmm. hung on to them that long, I just want to, like, just have some sentimentality yeah. and smoke them. It's the experience. There's not going to be much there. But yeah. it would be fun to just bring them back and see what is there. Yeah. Now, are you going to bring them back and are they going to taste anything like they did when they were new? Absolutely not. Yeah. It's just not possible. Yeah, it's there's too much loss. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, it's it's all about the, it's all about the natural elements uh, that are in that leaf. Yeah, and it dissipates over time, whether they were wrapped in cellophane or not, or whether, even if it was in, even if it was in a plastic bag, but if there's no humidity control in there, it doesn't matter. There, and I I have a box in my humidor, uh, that was uh, given to me to hold by a mutual friend of ours that was one of those circumstances where a friend of his gave him the box of cigars and said, uh, these have probably been kept in a desk drawer for, you know, forever. Yeah. Uh, and they've been sitting in my humidor now for a, at least three years mm. on. And, and this box is still unopened. Okay. Uh, and eventually, you know, I'll give them back to my friend and, you know, he'll give them a try. And, yeah. but yeah, they're probably going to taste more like, a paper grocery bag than a, a good cigar. <laughs> Maybe super grassy or just yeah, like a yeah. leaf, you know, it's like, you know, fall yeah. leaves kind of thing. Yeah. I did get, and I'm guessing it was probably in this uh, Savoy humidor for at least a year or so. Yeah. If not, maybe a little longer. It was a Davidoff Anniversario number one. Oh. And so I went up to my buddy Rick at Tobacco Grove and I'm like, is it worth giving this a go? Rehumidifying? He goes, absolutely. Try it. So I did, and I left it in the humidor in the bottom for like a year and a half. Yeah. Then I pulled it out and smoked it. It was still super enjoyable. It was just like very subtle, yeah. super mellow, but it was still really enjoyable. So, you know, depending on the time frame, mm -hmm. you can still have a really cool smoking experience. So the key to that, though, is by all means, don't try to rehumidify it quickly. Like, Right, dear, dear God, don't put it in Slowly. a bag with eighty-four percent packs. Oh my God! <laughs> or with seventy-five percent packs, put it in a bag with sixty-nine or sixty-five percent, and leave it for at least six months. Then test it with the humidimeter. If it's so, not, don't run it under the faucet. Don't run it under the faucet. <laughs> don't put a wet paper towel in there because now you're going to mold it. Yeah. Let that acclimate really, really slowly. Yeah. Um, don't cut the cap because it's going to be too dry. So just mm -hmm. let it go slowly. Leave it in that bag, and then at six months, test it, see where it's at. Yeah, I I'd think say I, if you can go a year. I I picture the turkey from uh, 
the Chevy Chase <laughs> National Lampoon National Lampoon's Christmas <laughs> Vacation. You just touch the knife to, and it just explodes. And I think taking a cigar that's that old and putting a cutter to it, that it would literally just like fall just into dust. Like on the yeah. commercial or on the cartoons when the cigar yeah. explodes. explodes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like the end of a cannon when they literally jam a banana in there. <laughs> well, I love what Tom says. I, I still have two from my son being born in 1985. And I think that's great. I, awesome. I, I love those stories when people have cigars from, they still have cigars from either maybe when they were married or when their kids were born. Um, I, I say celebrate those things, man. Yeah, have absolutely. some have some special cigars on hand that that you specifically keep to commemorate those. Like awesome. I, I had a, a cigar when my wife and I had our 20th wedding anniversary. I had a cigar from our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Now, I'll say over those 20 years, I wasn't really very knowledgeable about cigar storage for those first 10 of those 20 sure. years but uh so you know it wasn't in the best condition but sure. still it's it's about that memory you know you can yeah. have a cigar that and it can even be it doesn't even have to be a fancy cigar oh, who cares it could be a three dollar cigar it doesn't matter it, it's nope. it's it, you know if that's a cigar that links you to that experience. some to that experience mm-hmm. to some milestone in your life then Honestly, there's chances are that's gonna that's gonna be number one on your yeah. top twenty five cigars well, list. I keep coming back using examples like that. For any of you out there that watched that movie, the first Psalm movie about the uh, individuals testing for the master sommelier license. Oh, I love that. Certification. I love those Psalm movies. And towards the end of the movie, uh, one of the uh, what's the right word? One of the candidates or what have you got invited out on a boat with three other people. One of them was Fred Dame, the yeah. very first master sommelier in the world from the United States. And he cracked, I think it was a um, Domain Romani Conti, I think the DRC, a DRC, yeah. like super expensive, yeah, very rare bottle of wine. And he split that bottle into four big styrofoam cups. Yeah. This guy said it was the best glass of wine he's ever had yeah. on a boat. <laughs> styrofoam cups. On the ocean in a styrofoam cup. That's right. Nice. So at the end of the day, <laughs> Cigar Medics just chimed in. We're, we're Love we you just, guys. We were just talking about them. Yeah. We were just, we were just talking about them. We were just talking about Love Cigar your products. Medics. Go visit their site. Products. Those guys are fantastic. Tommy, Giovanni, great to see you we guys. Gotta, we got to stop and uh, see Cigar Medics at PCA. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Cigar Medics, we're coming for you at PCA. Coming so for you. about PCA. You just got back from TPE. Oh, yeah. How I was, did. How how was, was TPE it? this year? It, it was not too bad. It was a little slower than we all expected. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think because PCA moved their date up from July to March, yeah. I think I think we saw a, a decline in cigar shops coming to that show. Uh, the rest of the show around the premium cigar was going like gangbusters. But I think for the premium cigar side, it seemed uh, on the slow side. So, so yeah. with that, did you find uh, more shops that are more of the like head shops or tobacco shops mm-hmm. that have the mix yes. um, with cannabis and yep. the tobacco products? Because I feel like that's the way TP is going. And, and it sure is. I yeah. also heard like something about they're not trying to phase tobacco, but their main focus isn't tobacco for that show. Obviously, Correct. Right. I still think there's a need to have premium cigars at that show. Yes. Uh, and for Boveda, because we're an accessory that, you know, hits all these different uh, segments of the market. Yeah. Like most of our business during the TPE show is cash and carry distributors, wholesalers. Right. Uh, you know, customers that have, you know, 
five, six, eight, ten, twelve. Smoke gels, stuff like that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. your traditional smoke shops that have more tinderbox vape, uh, rolling tobacco, some glassware. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they carry C B D or they now have cannabis. Um, and then they might have some cigars as well, but they're predominantly tobacco and vape and what have you. So it's all of those folks still came. Uh, it just was a little bit lighter on the premium cigar side. Okay. Yeah. Um, good show though. I mean, it's always fun to get out and see oh, our yeah. industry friends. How yeah. Was, how was the rest of your experience there? Huh. So I shared with Raul and Matt, I flew in, uh, last Sunday and I like to be able to, I'm technically an inside sales rep with Bovida, but I like to be able to spend time in my customers' cigar shops and in their lounges and really get to know them. I like to be friends with the people that I work with. Flew out Sunday, got in about noon, stopped at uh, a brand new shop. I think the newest shop in Vegas called Smoke yeah. Cigar Lounge. Beautiful shop. Shout out to Brad. You guys have done a great job. Watched the playoff football games, had a nice meal. They're the only cigar shop that does cigars, liquor, food and gambling nice all in the same shop it's awesome and that's off strip right off strip yeah it's like have to stop there southwestish of uh lost uh the strip okay uh left the shop stopped into total wine to uh buy a little something to keep at the airbnb so i didn't have to uh you know have a cocktail or whatnot while i was out you know having dinner and i do that a lot mm -hmm. pulled into the total wine backpack on the floorboard behind the tinted windows suitcase in the back of the suv was in the store five minutes came out to a window smashed and my backpack gone so i started off the trip with no computer no bathroom bag no airpods no nothing so thank goodness my team came out on tuesday and was able to bring me a new laptop new computer yeah uh, a couple of my coworkers helped me cobble together the the bathroom kit and i was pretty much good to go <laughs> but those shop visits for the next two days were a little uh, a little a little frazzled yeah yeah oh that's a you bummer made it. you made it that's all matters, yeah you right? made it through tried to stay positive and yeah force myself to uh you know take it a little easier on those shop visit days so i yeah. could actually focus at tpe which was kind of a nice side bonus yeah did you did you say a little prayer afterwards did i say a little prayer <laughs> yes, calm your nerves because i, 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 I sure did pissed. oh yeah i sure did yep. yeah and luckily shout out to uh kim and john turnagoric from cigars for warriors if you ever get a chance to go to pca take yourself to the cigars for warriors booth and get a hug from john and kim they are hands down the best people i love them so yeah. much and i met them at the davidoff bar and they texted and said they were there and i said how long are you going to be there oh for a while i said all right i'm coming to you and she ran out of the shop to give me a hug and he gave me a big bear hug and man did that fill my tank good, good so man. Find yourself some really good people when something crappy yeah. happens and yeah. uh, just let them fill your tank a little bit. So TPE's done now. Fast forward a couple months or less than a month and a half, Seven right? Weeks. Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Seven weeks countdown, you ready? Yes. So, so what's Bulbida doing in preparation for PCA right around the corner, right after TPE? So, you know, what my uh, best friend and coworker JP and I do and the whole team does, we start reaching out to those accounts that didn't show up to TPE let them know what the you know the show special is going to be make sure that mm -hmm. they're going to be there make sure that we can get a nice big order you know, like slated to go um so that when they're there we can maximize their time because it's busy yeah it's busy yeah now when the sides of the business you know there's the retail side and there's the wholesaler side and things like that but then there's also the side where you know you've got cigar companies in dominican republic nicaragua costa rica wherever that they want to they want to package their cigars 
when they ship, you know, they want to package them with Bovida. Yep. So does, how does that work from a team perspective at Bovida? Is that, it, do you and JP's, you know, and, and other people on the general sales team handle that? Or do you have people that specifically relate with the manufacturers? So we have one individual gentleman by the name of Mike Staus. Okay. Uh, Mike came to us uh, previously from Zycar and then was with quality for a couple of years after that. Yeah. And then he was actually, um, uh, uh, running a shop or part part owner or manager uh, operations manager of a shop in Kansas City called La Cultura, mm. fantastic shop if you're ever in Kansas City, and he is strictly selling to OEM manufacturers. So Mike's sole job, and he does this at TPE and he does it at PCA. He runs around like a crazy person, meeting with every one of these manufacturers that isn't already packaging with Boveda to yeah. get Boveda in those boxes. And what what Boveda does in that box is there are only a handful of cigar manufacturers that humidify every stage of the process. Yeah. Um, Fuente would be a big one. Their boxes are humidified. Their everything is at the perfect humidity. They put that pack in, they ship it out. Yeah. Generally what that pack is doing in a cigar box, and we make packs that are specifically sized super thin to humidify those cigars in transit from the manufacturer to that end user, the wholesaler or the retail shop. Yeah. Generally speaking, that pack is protecting those cigars from the dryness of that brand new cigar box. Yeah. And so there will be times that that pack will be dry when it gets to the cigar shop. It's done its job. Now, we make two sizes of those packs. So we are pushing most of our manufacturers to switch to the slightly larger pack. Yeah. So that it does show up with some fluid in it because the perception then is, is that the cigars are still great. Even yeah. though that dried out pack did its job protected the cigar until it went in the humidor. Yeah. It's just a perception thing. So Mike has been crushing it and just, uh, he's been adding manufacturers left and right. So he's just really doing a phenomenal job. So shout out to Mike Staus. Oh yeah. And that is something that means, I mean, as a consumer, that is something that means something to me. When I, when I go into a brick and mortar shop and I buy a full box instead of just, you know, a handful of cigars, yep. when that box has that Bovida, sticker sticker on uh -huh. it mm -hmm. it i don't know it, it or if i buy it from an on, online retailer and have it shipped to my house you know like corona cigar or smoke in and have it shipped to my house that sticker i don't know for some reason it just instills a little bit more consumer confidence yeah and even if and we've all been there so anybody out there watching or listening if you've bought a full box of cigars and that sticker that bovita sticker is on the outside of that box yep you open it and that bovita pack is dry don't worry about it because like Nate said, that that pack, it did what it was supposed to do. It, it kept the box from drying out the cigars. It kept the box uh -huh. from drying out the cigars. And the conditions. So now your cigars are okay. It goes in the humidor. Right. The cigars are fine. Right. And just like any, I mean, most of us, and we've recommended this on the show multiple times, when you, when you buy cigars, especially from an online retailer, and you have them shipped to your home, take those cigars, make sure the box, you know, open the box, inspect the cigars, make sure everything's okay. And then take those cigars and put them in your humidor for, I mean, I'll say at least a week, but the longer, the better. Correct. You know, for, I'm, for, I'm doing minimum six months. So, and, yeah. and Justin goes long term. Yeah. Yep. Now for, for, for us, as far as like reviewing cigars, my personal rule of thumb and everybody has their own is if I buy a cigar, even if I buy it from a local brick and mortar shop, 
or if I have it shipped from an online retailer to my house, or if a manufacturer says, we want to send you some cigars to review. Mm -hmm. I take those cigars and I put them in my own humidor. Mm -hmm. I will not review that cigar, like officially review that cigar, unless it's been in my own humidor for at least two weeks. Smart. Yep. Because I have no idea what kind of, you know, whether it was, you know, the because those cargo cabins in airplanes, are, are freezing cold yep and or, and or shipping containers or shipping containers uh-huh. yep so you you just never know so you I know mean, cigars really do go through the ringer they do to get from point a to point b c d right. they do they go through the ringer yeah and the fact that they hold up as well as they do exactly That's it's kind of amazing it's yeah. crazy yeah. yeah so you know one they're not quite as delicate as we make them out to be two they're still somewhat delicate but i think that's a great rule of thumb Sit on your new cigars, especially full boxes, for at least a few weeks to a couple yeah. months. Let them acclimate. Let them really kind of come to equilibrium. You're going to have a much better smoking experience than if you just yeah. like we all know, having been to these trade shows in Vegas, when you get oh, a cigar. I, I don't touch those for a while. <laughs> and and I'm kind of uh, like I will light up a cigar that somebody gives me, but I generally won't finish it. Right. Yeah. If it's if I know it wasn't in a Ziploc with a Boveda when it came here or it came to Vegas because it's just going to be too dry. Yeah. And even when it gets to Vegas, it's still so dry out there trying to smoke them outside. Exactly. And for the most part, one of the great things about Boveda is we all, um, and I generally put it together. We put together a couple you know, a medium humidor bag for everybody with a dozen cigars that are all perfectly humidified. And that's what we can smoke. Right. And then any of the cigars that we get from manufacturers, we just keep putting in another bag. And then we take that home and we sit on it for, you know, a couple of months we smoke them later when they're perfect. Yeah. Well, so prime example, now that I'm thinking of this, because like I said, I'm, I was running out of storage space. So, um, you know, I added on some of those, uh, those big, you know, uh, storage containers, but they're the ones with the foam seal on top. So they, mm-hmm. they actually, so the weather tight strip, the weather tight yeah. strip. Yeah. Yep. So I've got some of those that I've added on, but I also, I kid you not, I still have cigars in Boveda bags from last year's PCA. I was going to say, I just yep. got through mine around Christmas and, break. I think I took them all out. <laughs> and just, I mean, even within the last week, I've taken a cigar out of one of those Boveda bags. Yep. The the Boveda pack that's in that bag is still extremely pliable. Yep. And the cigar is right on the money. Yep. And those bags. And that, that we, was nine months ago? Yep. If, if you ever yeah. get one of those bags, it will say on there, lasts for up to six months. Yeah. In point of fact, it goes well beyond that. Yeah. I have a couple of bags from TPE two years ago that still have cigars in them. I mean, I've changed cigars and moved them around. Yeah. But those Boveda packs are still perfect. Yeah. I might add one more in it if it's getting like, you know, down to about 50%. They are still pliable. Yeah. It's crazy. There's a, um, uh, my home shop is Tobacco Grove, uh, and the gentleman that owns Tobacco Grove also owns Crux Cigars. Yeah, and in there, Yeah, and in there, I think you're in uh, the cities in their warehouse, they have Pelican cases that still have our original Humidipac, Whoa. which is 19 years ago now, Yeah, something wow. like that, and they're still pliable. Wow. So the more airtight the container... Those packs yeah. can, if they're not giving off humidity, they're just going to stay like that in perpetuity almost. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Well, speaking about storage and cigars and everything else, what does your collection look like? 
Oh yeah. What do you, how do so, you like to collect your cigars? I, I don't do a ton of collecting per se. Um, no aging? I, not really. Um, I never did that with craft beer when I was in that industry or accessory to that industry. I don't generally do it with whiskeys. I don't do it with wine. I will sit on a lot of cigars, but the only reason they're aging is because I forget to smoke them. Um, I do a lot of that. <laughs> a, a big part of it is with five kids and very modest income, I don't have enough expendable income to sit on whole boxes and not smoke them. Yeah. So when I get a box of cigars, I will sit on it for a couple of weeks. Like I have enough to not have to smoke it, but I just generally smoke through stuff. And I'm, I'm generally a proponent of, I'll get a couple of nice cigars and I'll sit on them for a year, maybe two. And then generally what happens is oh, it's kind of a crappy Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, I got that really good cigar in the humidor. Mm, there you Dude, go. I'm lighting that cigar because it's Tuesday. Yep. I'm fill your cup. And and Rob and I talked this about this on the Box Press podcast when we smoked the Oro Blanco cigar. Mm. It's a for those of you that don't know, it's an obscenely expensive $500 cigar. It's a spectacular cigar. I have I've never smoked a cigar with that many flavor changes in yeah. the cigar. It was spectacular. I don't like. I would maybe buy one just for kicks and giggles. Um, but honestly, I don't think I would sit on it that long because, like, Carl Weathers just passed away mm -hmm. out of nowhere. You're not guaranteed to wake up tomorrow. Right. So, granted, you can save it, but maybe just smoke it now. Well, yeah. Smoke them while you got them. Smoke them while you got them. Yeah. So I tend to, you know, if I have a, a buddy who had a really bad day and we want to smoke something good. Yeah. Hey, dude, it's Wednesday. Meet me at the cigar shop. We're going to smoke something good. Yeah. Then we smoke that. Absolutely. And I don't care if I've had four cigars already. Right. I still am going to smoke and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Because there's something about the, the, the experience, you know, the, the, the time spent with the cigar. Yeah. And it's, there's, there's the times that, and, and all of us have been there. We can have that time where we have that cigar by ourselves Yep. And just because of what maybe something going on in our life at the time or maybe something we're reflecting on or um, whatever it may be, that experience is meaningful. And we even remember it years later. But it, also time spent with friends. Yeah. Smoking cigars. Yep. You know, that, you know, just memories just get made that way. It's mm -hmm. it's interesting that this absolutely, you know, that this hobby there's something about, you know, certain experiences. Like I can, I can think back in my mind to different, whether it was PCA shows or times over at Red's Lounge or, or, you know, one time at Tobacco Grove or first time I met Justin, or it's like, there's some, there's something. And, and I think part of it is that one of the, one of the, the senses that's str most strongly like linked to memory is our olfactory, mm -hmm. our, our mm -hmm. smell and s smells can more easily bring us back to memories than just about any other they, sense. They can trigger, they trigger mm -hmm. memories yeah. faster. Mm -hmm. So there, it's just something about the, the act of, of that cigar experience that can, can create this memory that'll get stored and it'll come back to you at a time that you smell is the greatest yeah like, trigger of memories and sometimes yeah. you you just get yep. this one interesting like aroma note from a cigar and you're like and it 
woof, like it floods back. Yeah, it, it floods back, and yep. you're like, I remember the first time I smelled that aroma from a cigar, and I remember where I was. I remember who I was with and what we were laughing about, and whatever. It's I just love it. Yeah, I like that too. And uh, Tom makes a Tom D there makes a great point. Uh, can't tell you how many seven dollar cigars I've aged, and now they smoke like a ten to fifteen dollar cigar. That is true. You're spot on, and especially cigars in that we'll say seven to twelve dollar range i think can really do well to sit to sit on them for a while because a lot of those sharper harsher edges really get knocked off yeah um and it can really make them into great cigars yeah i, I also think that predominantly most of the cigars we all smoke are meant to smoke right now yeah a lot of them are i mean they're, they, they're made to smoke right now yeah um so smoke them right now or sit on them there's like do what you like. And most of these companies have already done the aging for us. Yeah. They've done the hard work. Yeah. You know, some of them haven't. And you can tell sometimes you get you get a cigar and you smoke it. And it's just it's it's like this cigar is this cigar. Yeah, is not ready, right? yeah. It's not ready. Yeah. yeah. But I like Matt. So Matt Vegdahl is a friend of ours from here in town. Emo. We have to promote Unicorn Friday. I love that. You know, that's a great idea. Fridays go deep. And I love John McTavish from Developing Palettes. Sure. I He's got this great term that he uses for when he goes like into the primo stash of his humidor. He calls it his tickle trunk. And I just, I, I love that. And I, I agree, Matt, we should, you know, because I, I also, I do have some cigars that, um, you know, I just save. And typically for me, it's like if I host a poker game here, you know, people know if, if, if they come to play poker at my house, that there's going to be some, there's going to be some old shit coming out of the human. I'm going to pass. Up. I'm going to pass around the table. Look at what I'm opening up, boys. Yeah, and I just love doing that. That's the only I, reason why I come playing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you guys do such a great job of that, Raul. Raul, you're super generous. Matt, you're all three of you. Justin, you're all super generous. I also like being very generous. I just don't have the unicorns that I sit on as much. Um, I think, due in large part, most of like, especially for my wife and I, most of our expendable income is spent in going out for nice dinners or just dinners together. Yeah. And so if I can take, you know, two or $300 that I might spend on a box of cigars. Yeah. Now granted a bonus of working in, in the industry is I can buy some really good cigars for reasonable, price. really, really good prices. Yeah. yeah. Or we get them sent to you. I mean, yeah, people send you a gift and it's great. Yeah. But I generally, if I have that money sitting around, I'd like to spend it, like you said, with somebody yeah. I really care about. And I love having dates with my wife. So we do that. Definitely. And I spend what I can in cigars. And I yeah. I usually buy one or two or five every time I'm in a shop. Um, how much how much money do you spend on cologne? Because you guys can't smell it right now, but he smells fabulous. In a year. Well, he's got a good collection. That's my Barry White. Different, different fragrances. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, because a bottle will last you a couple of years, right? No, Jesus, no, no. no. So most, I got most shit from high school stuff. Most guys that work alone, you know, it's like two spritzes <laughs> and one on the wrist. Uh, yeah. My my uncle on my mom's side, she only had one brother. Always smelled fantastic, like not heavy, but like you could always smell it. Like he'd give you a hug and you could like smell mm -hmm. it on your clothes. He taught me how to properly wear cologne. So I would say I probably spend six hundred dollars a year on cologne. Oh, so that's, tell that's us how you properly yeah. wear cologne. So what you do is the first couple of days when you get a brand new cologne is you're kind of figure out what the right number is. But okay. I'm usually somewhere between five and eight spritzes on my chest. I am way on. Apparently, okay. I'm way under using on, on your cologne. bare chest, bare chest. So here's the trick. 
on my chest and then just a couple on my wrist. Um, I never wear it on my neck because any of those uh, heat points, you're gonna, it's just going to dissipate immediately. So oh. you wear it on, you put it on your chest and then you immediately put your shirt on. So I go right from the bathroom and the first thing I do is put my shirt on. And what that does is now your shirt and your clothes yeah. absorb most of that fragrance okay. and give it off much more slowly throughout the day. Okay. And is when you find that right number where it's not overpowering, but it's like, you have to be like right here to smell it. But then yeah. when you smell it, you're like, oh crap, that smells awesome. You um, know, you know, Ben Lee from, uh, he, so he used to be, uh, he's been in cigar media a long time. Now he's part of the cigar coops team. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's a big fragrance guy. I yep. mean, he literally has, hundreds yep. of bottles and he's obsessed with it and yeah. he's you guys would love talking about i that i spend anywhere from 170 bucks to 250 bucks a bottle of coke. okay and i just wear it it's the one yeah. thing that makes me happy <clears throat> the worst thing about my bag getting stolen in las vegas with my bathroom kit in it and luckily the bottle was down about to the the end so it wasn't mm -hmm. that big of a loss and i could replace it with something i knew i liked in vegas because they have all the shops yeah but that one day oh without my cologne i was like <laughs> dude this day sucks so hard <laughs> I, mean, I smell like well, a normal person now i smell awesome. like nothing like i'm like Ugh. Yeah. so oh, that right. next day i was able to get to the store and i'm like oh, oh I yeah like, i feel like a human again <laughs> and i immediately put a couple spritzes on just to make me feel oh sure yeah. yeah but that's the trick is uh layering scents um the other way that you can get a lot of scent or scent that will last a long time is spritz it on a couple spritzes on your hands and run it through your hair because your hair will hold it a lot longer than anything else yeah, Raul, I think oh yeah Raul, you, you should definitely uh, do yeah. <laughs> thanks buddy tap, 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 you got buddy. hair in other places you can rub it yeah <laughs> but that's that's the trick and so uh, that was one of the things that my uncle taught me okay that i've always taken with me also, what I've noticed with you is you don't smell like cigars like I do when I'm done smoking with the guys. Yeah. You still have that nice fresh smell. Yep. That must help when you go into it sure does. different stores. It sure does. Else, yeah. you know? In fact, when I was in college, one of the fragrances that I wore, and I'm 50 now, you two for sure would remember this, but you remember a fragrance? It was spelled J-O-O-P. Do you remember oh, that? Yoop. Yoop or Yoop? Yeah. It was one of those like super polarizing scents. Yeah. And I was like, when I first smelled it, I'm like, no, thank you. And then one day I took a flyer on it and I was like, oh shit, this smells really good. Yeah. And in college, I was both in choir and the concert band. I was a singer and a trumpet player. And for at least the whole spring semester, the uh, second chair uh, clarinetist who was dating and now married to the first chair clarinetist every day when she'd see me walk in would walk up to me she would like bury her nose right here and go <laughs> thank you and then she'd walk away <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> i'll never forget that you're yeah. like though again smells yeah. can really bring back like a place that can make you feel oh, great yeah. um yeah it's it's awesome well honestly and i don't have any of it anymore but we all i mean we remember back the 1980s old-fashioned green bottle polo, polo. <laughs> yep. you smell that stuff and I, I i haven't had it in, i haven't owned it in decades but yep. you smell green green bottle original polo yep it instantly takes me back to the hallways of high school totally 
Or Dracar Noir. Dracar oh, Noir. Yeah. Takes cool you back water. to the Dracar Noir. Yeah, the cool, cool water. I was cool never, water, yes. I was never into cool. Yeah. Uh, that was a little or, after. Preferred stock. Yes. Uh, so, Pierre, our Pierre dad's Cardin. All, our dad's all worse. I was just going Stetson. Uh-huh. That's what it was. I was just uh-huh. going to say. My dad, was, dad. my dad was English leather. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Ca- canoe. Oh. Yeah. I, and what was the ones in the... Like Obsession, the cars. yes. Obsession was a good one. Too. Oh yeah, the ones that were in the cars. You know, they had they would come in a car oh, yeah. or a, co- a like cowboy that. boot. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, like yes. That. Weird shaped bottles. And oh, like David that. asked, like, you know, what kind of cologne uh, do I wear? Eau de Toilette, Eau de Parfum. If I can find it, uh, and it's not ungodly expensive, Eau de Parfum would just last longer. Yeah. Um, most colognes are uh, uh, Eau de Toilette, and basically they just get but more more, more water. Less. Yeah, more water alcohol too. Yeah. Uh, fragrance and the thing that i've found is as i've started to wear better fragrances um i had i had occasion to become friends with the gentleman that owned a a boutique in austin texas that had fine european fragrances he made his own shaving products um shaving brushes that were just magnificent um he carried all these uh british and french uh colognes and perfumes People that have reactions to fragrances generally have reactions to your traditional department store fragrances. Yeah. And that's mostly chemicals, synthesized scents. And they're usually, you're not allergic to it, but you're irritated by it. Yeah. The the better fragrances are alcohol and actual fragrance oil. Okay. And unless you have an irritation or an allergy to an actual, one of those pure fragrance oils, and even then it's hit or miss because kind of like peanut allergies supposedly peanut oil isn't an allergen because all of the all, right. all of the protein is gone yeah at any rate i've never had a person who is generally irritated by fragrances be bothered by one of the colognes i wear because it's nothing okay. but pure fragrance oils yeah. yeah or diluted fragrance oils yeah um well, oh brute <laughs> oh my gosh brute <laughs> brute oh the green bottle the green plastic bottle that was the axe of the 70s that that was that was like Late elementary, early junior high locker room, you know, because I did a little bit of sports back then and you're in the locker room and it basically smells like brute and B.O. Totally. Nobody (laughs) nobody actually showered. No, they just would splash brute in their pits. Now it's Axe. Now it's it's Axe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, awesome. All right. Let's uh, let's check in on the mystery whiskey. Um, I, I really do enjoy it. I mm-hmm. think it's a nice, it's a nice scotch. It's, I think it's right on the line for people who, you know, the, there's the, there's the Highland whiskeys and then there's the, the, the PD whiskeys. And I think this nicely fits in between yeah. both those categories. Yeah. Um, any, I guess, enjoy- any guesses? I'm going to take a stab and throw out Glenn Farkless. No, it's no Glenn Farkless. No, not Glenn Farkless. Glenn Farkless is one of my favorite budget scotches mm. though. I mean, the Glen Farkless 10-year, you can get a bottle of that for less than 40 bucks, and mm-hmm. it's really good. Mm-hmm. This one, don't, don't, I didn't look, I didn't look, I didn't look. I, f- I feel like this may, uh, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot, because my favorite kind of scotch is, is the Balvany. Yeah. And I think this might be one of theirs. It's mm. in that wheelhouse. It is. Yeah, it's for sure okay. in that wheelhouse. Oh, Murray. Yeah, this is Alexander Murray. Mm-hmm. Nice. 24-year-old Scotch. Good you Lord. You know I don't fuck around. 
Wow. Strathmill Distillery, single malt scotch whiskey, aged 24 years. Alexander Murray and Company. This it's delicious. This is really nice. It's delicious. Thank you. Thank you, brother, for the this. The one I've not ever purchased is the uh Kirkland, I think 23 year space side. Have you purchased said bottle for like $78 at Costco? He's given me some Kirkland whiskeys for on the mystery whiskey and, yeah. and thrown and me a for rum. a loop. Yeah. And yeah. a rum. Even. They're outstanding. Yeah. The, a lot of the stuff that they I mean, if it says Kirkland on the bottle, a lot of the spirits they have are from top tier distilleries i think all of them are yeah yeah all of them are because they can buy so much of it it's right I mean? unbelievable right uh yeah i heard their vodka is really good too mm-hmm. i haven't i've had their gin it's good yeah it's yep. good gin uh thank you for this roll this is You're delicious welcome, thanks roll mm-hmm. mm. i think mm. i i sadly might be wrong but the fine? rest of the scotches are going to be a step down from this. Ooh. Well, I mean, that's okay. That's all right. I mean, you, you, you know, we started out strong and uh 24 year old scotch. That's well, I would like, I mentioned the Oro Blanco. Yeah. It's delicious, but a $22 Davidoff is yeah. also delicious. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I wouldn't worry too much about that role. Oh yeah. All right. So what, what were we going to say, Justin? I was going to think, I don't know. I think it's time. It's. It might be. I think it is time. What do you think, Matt? Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I think you're right. I think, I think it is time. All right, guys. It is now time for this week's Numero de los Muertos. And as always, Numero de los Muertos brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Numero de los Muertos, episode 232. And this one, this one's really messed up, guys. Like, severely <laughs> messed up. That's, so That's the greatest intro ever. Yeah. This is messed up. Um, this is another one of those that we've sort of been trending on lately. The number is one. E- I know. Uh, it's not Niagara Falls, right? Nope. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wait, that was Rob. That was Sorry, Rob. that was that Rob. Was, that was oh, Rob. Okay. Nailed it. Literally, it was less than two seconds. Yeah. Niagara Falls. Yeah. And what? Garrett was just like, son of a. Look at, did Raul just pee in the oh, corner? Oh, that's not bourbon. He said, I know. Didn't he say bourbon? What whatever, whatever it is. I don't care. <laughs> it's Scotch Month, damn it. I got Ooh. that bottle from Luciano. You did. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Glenn Fittick, 14. Oh, um, all right. Dang. All right, so the number one does the number this week is one. Uh, Tom, accidental, 
anal insertion. Uh, as as a friend of mine who is an ER nurse says, it's never accidental. accidental. And it's anal. <laughs> yeah, and it's anal. Yes. <laughs> Did Raul just pee in the corner? Yes. Well, I mean, you got to keep a pee corner. Yes. You have to establish a pee corner. Yeah. yeah. He's been going this whole Marking time. Marking my Don't territory. ask what's in that bottle. <laughs> yes. It's 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 got a little pho on it in it. A little what? Pho. 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 Fumunda. Fumunda. He was just waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> he was just waiting. I'm gonna. I, I finished that Millennium yeah. Lance Arrow. I'm gonna light up a yep. uh, H99 Phineas Gage. You and me both. Yes. They are pretty good. I don't want to go back to work. That that H99 Papas Fritas. They're phenomenal. I mean, I had one of those this morning. Actually, it's yeah. just. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. This is actually the first time I'll be smoking the Lancero. Do we you, call you it? should you should probably cut it the right way. Then. Do we say Boner City? Boner City. That was my nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> so my my wife and I had this running trend for years where we all both of us did the that's what she said joke. Yep. And we realized it was kind of getting stale, so I said, "Well, let's just replace it with it. anytime that it would be proper to say the comment, that's what she said, we replace it with, that was my nickname in college. You'd be surprised. It works almost every time. It's like the uh, Chinese restaurant fortune cookie. You always end it with either in bed or in my pants. <laughs> yes. yes. And it's spectacular. I second that. It's spectacular. Yes. I love it. So on this week's numero de los <laughs> yes, thank you, Justin. Is there, <laughs> there an animal involved? Is there animals involved? Um. Oh. Is it fact or fiction? Do we do we hit that? Did we even tell what it was yet? Is it? We bigger? just said one. We yeah. said one. We said yep. one. We haven't even got that's past all. That's that. all we've gotten okay, through so, so far. Uh. So, according to my source, it's fact. Now, you know how the internet can be, but I. It, okay. I think it's fact. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, animals are not involved. Okay. Mm. So how did they die? We didn't explain that, did we? Um, well, I can't just outright tell, tell you. you. Well, I know. That's, where was this at? Where was it at? Yeah, well, uh, what, this, was this on land or water? Uh, land. Okay. Car? Was it in the United States or Europe or Africa or Australia? Uh, Jamaica, or... man. It does not. South America? South America? It does not give me a country okay. of origin. Hmm. Is this a recent death? I... 2001. 2001. I still and our clue is one. And the one person. The number was, this is one. Died from this. Totally like. Justin. Out there, no, I'm, weird. I'm still alive. Do you know how good you look with that new camera on you? You like, you like that? Huh. Pretty, pretty sharp. It is so smooth, honestly. It's so crisp. Yeah. That background looks actually like you're sitting outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is hey, lovely. We're, we're getting, nice job, Matthew. Making improvements. Making Man. improvements. Nice job. Is this work related? It's bigger than a bread box. Uh, this was not uh, not bigger than a bread box, and not. Work related. What about automobiles involved? There were no vehicles involved. Huh? Were there weapons? Um, or was this an accidental death? It was not accidental. Um, weapons a- were involved. So someone got murdered. Hmm. Yeah, but the circumstances surrounding the murder are just. Really, really, really messed up. I mean, 
like really hmm. i saved this one you know just because somebody Nate's fall off the, the flat earth no nobody fell off the flat earth oh no darn it still looking for that person yeah dang it dang it there's the gotta be earth. one Ooh, out there that's gotta be one yeah right they just stepped off and bye-bye well, the viking ship must just oh man uh-huh that's Al cigar. alec baldwin something says uh not alec baldwin <laughs> i don't know how he died but probably... he's not dead he's a killer oh. um oh okay Accidental killer. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be tough to get for you guys. It, Give yeah. us a hint. Is it? Is this like a certain time of the year, or uh, it doesn't? Yeah. It doesn't mention what time of the year it happens. Um, murder by Baldwin. Somebody. It was. Okay. It was a murder. Okay. Slingshot involved. No, no slingshot. Did it, did it involve another person? Yeah, there were two people involved in this particular incident. Regarding did the murderer end up getting killed instead of the victim? No. Okay. Hurt. Goodness gracious. Uh yeah, but both people were no, no one no one left this 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 incident unscathed. Is this uh, a male and female involved? Um or is it yeah, I I'm not sure honestly I can't the, these names are these names are not okay. did they western enough for me to oh, so really so, so we're in Europe did they die I think we're sex? in no 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 okay I had to think about that for a second I though. did mm -hmm. though yeah he was like what kind of sex like I said this is really David Floyd pegging pegging no no, no it was not no that was last week with Mickey Peck <laughs> 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 um Doo -doo. pickle Pickle, pickle, what pickle you, got? you left a comment. I can't pick, see what it is. I see you, but we used to know comment. He Let's go to the said hi. Cannibalism. Okay, Jason. Oh, Jason Pohl. We're getting closer. So, did the murderer what, get what, what food poisoning after what, eating? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Cannibalism is involved. Oh. Did the murderer get like food poisoning from eating said victim? Did he check? Out, did he choke on a neck bone? Not exactly. <laughs> did he not choke exactly. on a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty he choked on the cock. <laughs> the anus. What? Right. I, I just we're, this we're one's so, so this one's so oh. bizarre. bizarre. He was I giving have... head to a dead <laughs> dead body and and died from the spoiled juices left That's over. That's what I said, like food poisoning or whatever. Yeah. 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 That is pretty dark. I know it is. Okay, dark. so Jay again, Jason, hookup gone bad. Pretty much. Yeah, so I, th this one's so bizarre, I just have to read this to you okay. guys. All right. Self-induced cannibalistic masochism. Inviting a friend over for dinner is one thing, but turning that same friend into the main course is a completely different sack of potatoes, especially when said friend enjoys the meal too. Such was the case when burned Jurgen Brandes, who posted an internet advertisement in 2001 stating that he was, quote, looking for someone with whom to eat his penis with and then for that person to eat him. There's more. There's more. I know. So hold on. Some guy ate somebody else's penis and the other guy ate him? We'll get there. Did you, did you say the guy wanted him to eat? Yes. So mm -hmm. the guy wanted somebody to eat yes. him. So mm -hmm. you, he went on Craigslist yeah. 
and mm-hmm. he, he like filled out an ad or something and he's like come eat my john penis yeah. yeah yeah and then i'm gonna eat you so someone by the name of armin oh, wow. mewez eagerly replied to this ad and they got together eagerly for starters, they both dined on Brenda uh, Brandis's now severed penis. Okay. After which, Mayweather killed Brandes by stabbing him several times in the neck, and then ate him. Gravy, anyone? That's what the somebody oh. says, somebody says. Hell of a Tinder date. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That puts Jeffrey Dahmer to shame. Yeah, I mean, person said Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh that, my goodness! <laughs> that that's like Dahmer and Lecter in in, baby. in one messed up person. Oh, man. Good lord! So uh, yeah, that's an odd one, Matt. I mean, I, how do you volunteer for that? Yeah. I I mean, I've seen Grindr. some. I've seen some really messed up. Yeah, stuff. there it is. Grinder date. <laughs> I've seen some really messed up stuff. Like back in the day, did you ever just? Just to see how weird people were, did you ever go looking at the weird ads on Craigslist? Oh yeah, I did back then. Oh, yeah. Just because there was some, right? oh, there was some yeah. weird shit, and I haven't been on Craigslist in years. But right. the there, and but this one, this this goes like seven thousand steps too far. Yeah. It's like, hey, come over to my house. Is that like the next level of a dick pic? <laughs> that is, that is. Come over to my house, eat my penis, and then I'm gonna eat you. Yeah. Oi. From, what from, the? from a medical ex point of view, how did he stop the bleeding when he cut his all off his own penis? Did he singe it, you know, burn it with an iron? They just press some uh, pressure on it. Put some pressure on it. Oh, how is the and Chianti? How, <laughs> how did he cook it? Did he did he how did he cook it? How did he prepare it? Oh. I, I I don't know, but that's like it opens so the, many more questions. That's like, like some news of the weird shit. Put it on a put it on a stick, dip it in corn batter, and deep fry it. Like, like a steak like, right? like, a, dogs, like right? a pronto pup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my how about lord! That? How them dogs? I'm, <laughs> I'm never eating a corn dog again. How about that, Nate Dog? <laughs> that is the <laughs> definition of a skin on wiener. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh goodness! Too soon. Too Natural soon. casing. Natural casing. <laughs> We've officially gone off the rails and lost a couple of viewers. It's okay. Oh, no. Sous-vide. Sous-vide. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good, Tony. It's got to be. It's got to be sous-vide. I mean, oh, that's awesome. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I mean, I told you guys it was messed up. It's, but you're a firefighter. You've gone on a lot of weird medica- do medicals. We st- do we still hold to the no ketchup and it's got to be just mustard? Well, that my personal preference. Yeah. Like you have to, right? Yeah. Mustard, we, have we, yeah. we have standards. We have standards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless it's a Chicago dog, and then I'll I'll pretty much get everything well, on. This yeah. is a European dog, according to you. Oh, it's a European <laughs> dog. This is a European dog. Yeah, a Vienna sausage of so sorts, sauerkraut, uh-huh. and uh, like like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And depending on the guy, it might have even been a cocktail weenie. Not <laughs> <laughs> if they both were eating that. <laughs> Maybe they had cocktails. It was well, a then, real cocktail weenie. Well, then you know you got to think about you know you got to think about their religious background and was it circumcised? Or, never mind. Uh, yeah. And that was this week's <laughs> numero Way to keep us on track, there, producer. Oh, thank you, producer. <laughs> and on to the lightning round. Brought oh to us gosh. by yikes! Yeah, thank you for uh, J.C. Newman. 
getting me out of that uh, craziness. Uh, the lightning round brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and The American. J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old... Oh, 113-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right. Now, Nate, you've been on the show before. I have. So you've had some of the lightning round questions. I have. Uh, but we have some fresh new lightning round questions. I want fresh. Raul to go with his first. Fresh. fresh. So, Nate. Fresh. Yes. What is the most overrated and underrated fast food out there? Because we know you're a big foodie, right? We, we didn't get into that. We didn't get into that, but we know you know some good and bad food places. Yeah. If anybody knows, over, you said fast food, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say most overrated might just be. Don't you say it. In and out burger, right. yeah. yeah, just based on like pure fandom. That's a, that's a popular that's a answer. answer. It's it a is. decent yeah. burger, but yeah. it's like the fries suck. And I don't even really eat French fries, but their fries are terrible. Unless you get them like literally, they put them from the fryer right. into your hand. Right? Do but, you eat Freedom Fries? No, Freedom oh. Freedom Fries. Yeah. No, what I say is, my preferred pronouns are U S and A. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> No freedom fries. Um, America, like they're just soft Fuck and soggy, yeah. and they're great with the like animal style. But then they're like just like a weird mushy poutine. But yeah, the burgers are okay. Um, the experience is great, but I think it's slightly overrated. And my girls will probably hate. They'll never see this, but and most underrated. This is easy, hands down. Taco Bell. Oh, really? So Taco Bell, uh, several people have reviewed, like the two big taco chains, like fast food, are um, Del Taco and yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah. While Del Taco uses more fresh ingredients in making their tacos, at, both reviewers said that Taco Bell still tasted way better. I think for consistency, for price point, and for just sheer deliciousness, Taco Bell is super underrated. There is something about it's spectacular. There is something about Taco Bell. I, I know what it is. Love Taco Bell. Yeah. If there's a burrito I get with just a cheese. Yes. A chili cheese burrito. Chili, yeah, the chili burrito. cheese burrito. It's so good. Uh, yeah. John it's so good. got me hooked in yeah. that. And I it's love so that. good. When they put the the Fritos inside it. Have you had that? that no. They, they make that I think those are like seasonal, but some yeah. they'll put those red. Those spicy the, red the Doritos. Mm -hmm. for, yeah. Oh, the, all this, the Doritos. Yeah. No, yeah. not the Doritos. Oh, they're, the they're Fritos. They're, they're chili cheese. Yeah. But they're they're not chili cheese. They're like the they're like flaming hot Cheetos, except they're Fritos on a, on a Frito. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and they put them inside the chili cheese burrito, and like, it's I don't eat French fries at all, really, but the nacho yeah. fries. Yeah. Awesome. They're they, delicious. They are. They're awesome. Taco Bell uses penis meat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, we just talked yeah, about eating penises. I don't. They are obviously delicious. Yeah. I mean, hey. Of course, Dax she, say two of them. That's mm -hmm. Dax. That's because you're a, you're a champion of men, Dax. That's beast, that's what that is. You're a beast. Um. All right. So Nate. Yes. What is, in your opinion, 
out of all the, you know, because I know you're a big movie guy. Yep. What do you think is the worst movie remake of all time and the best movie remake mm. of all time? And Dax, it is not what you're going to say. Boy, worst and best. Yeah. He said Top Gun last time. Top no, because the Top Gun remake was the latest yeah. one was awesome. It, it was a remake. That, that's not a remake. It, it was a sequel, but it was yeah. a sequel. That was, awesome. that was a great movie, though. Remake. Um, boy, that's a good question. I'm trying to remember what's what movies were remakes that I've watched. Hmm, you got me there. Hmm. Oh man, this is a change of pace. Yeah. Weller Special Reserve after that oh, scotch, right? Cinnamon, right? Lots of cinnamon. Lots cinnamon. of cinnamon. Lots of cinnamon. Yeah. Boy, worst mm. remake. Um, hmm. Yeah, this is a tricky one. Oh, Karate Kid. That would be a worst remake. Oh, I got to agree with you there. That's, yep. that's terrible. That was absolutely horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And like a best remake. Um, There, there's two I'm, I'm that curious I'm, which one he's thinking there's of. no because i kind of we kind of know each other as far as like our tastes and yeah entertainment movies music yeah. stuff like that i there's two that i'm thinking you might mention as far as good really high quality movie remakes like there's one that i'm looking forward to seeing that i think is going to be spectacular okay. as okay. a remake um the new roadhouse I think it's gonna suck, but I think it has potential, and I've heard from some that have seen uh, preview showings that have said it's pretty great. How can but, you? How can you do? But well, it's different, so well, it's not all, great. Let me stop right there. It's not great, and it's not Patrick Swayze. It's not Patrick Swayze, and it's not Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, Done. yeah, right. done. That's, right. It's done. Right. It can't. Yeah. Boy, remakes. What do you think of the West Side Story remake? I hate West Side Story, so I don't care about either of them. You hate? It's, you it's my least Side favorite Story? musical of all time. Are you Leonard me, Bernstein, bro? Stephen Sondheim. Correct. You it's the word. It's my least favorite thing he ever did. Oh, we got to talk about this. <laughs> Nate. I don't like it. I don't. I never have. Oh, my oh. David says there's rumors there's going to be a redo of Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles. The world is oh. yeah, the world the world's not ready for that. Yeah. Halloween. The mm. God, what I'm trying to think of like Boom, major right films there. that have been remade. Dune. I agree with you, Jason. One hundred percent. Dune. Dune, yeah. The Dune remake was very, very well done. Yeah. Like I really I really enjoyed the remake of True Grit. Yeah, that's came up. That's a one of the times. that's one of the ones yeah, I thought you were. That was the one that I've been thinking about for a little while. Yeah. I thought like I thought I thought they put it like a unique enough twist on it and the cast was freaking awesome yeah um i absolutely love jeff bridges mm, and yes. i thought that one was real excellent and the way that the way that the cohen brothers write dialogue so good they i mean i think they write the best character dialogue in the business oh, i don't think sure. i don't think there's i mean i they write better dialogue than tarantino yes and well, I like, think they do. I Jeff, think Jeff Bridges kind of had that sort of um, sling blade thing going yes. on. Uh, like, uh, 
Um, I don't think I want you to talk about that. <laughs> and he almost does Fake the same. Sad, he dude. almost does the same voice in uh, Hell or High Water. Yes, it's almost that the exact also same with the jaw, you know, push forward Pun and about a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, I would. I would say that would be probably the one I'd put. Okay, Jeff Bridges best because role. that's a recognizable remake. Jeff Bridges best role. Well, yeah. that's a good question. Oh. It's got to be the dude. <laughs> I mean, the Big Lebowski was it great. It was the most entertaining role. Honestly, there was one from for for me. There was one from the early '90s, and it was unfortunate because his performance was great in this movie, but it was sort of overshadowed by Robin Williams. There's a movie called The Fisher King. Oh yeah, early '90s. Yeah, yeah. And that was a it was a great movie. Robin Williams' performance was over the top and and outstanding. And Michael Jeter was great. And but but Jeff Bridges was. I I think he did a phenomenal job in that. He's movie. one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Cape Fear. That's a good one. Cape Fear was a great remake. Forgot that's a remake. Yes. Yeah, because that was what, uh, Gregory Peck in the first one? Yeah, it was Gregory Peck and then... Uh, Robert De Niro? Then, yeah, the new one. De Niro De Niro. And, Niro. Uh, uh, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very good remake. Non, yeah. non like, uh, who's the guy from Point Break? Um, that would be another that's terrible remake. Keanu Reeves? No, not Keanu Reeves, uh, the um, Gary Busey. Oh, Busey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not Busey. Crazy yeah. Busey. Oh, my God. Like, Nick Nolte has kind of gone Busey a little bit in his later a years. A little bit. A little bit. But he's, he's yeah. I mean, he's held up. He was in Tropic Thunder, and he was in uh, a couple other you yeah. know, sort of big name He was actually movies. kind of hilarious in that Robert Redford film, uh, A Walk in the Woods. Did you ever see that? Oh, hilarious. Oh, great movie. I love that movie. That movie was hysterical. I think Re- Redford. <laughs> like, sort of, un like. Yeah. Under the radar, I thought that movie was great. Yeah, yeah. So, what was the other one that you were thinking of? The other, uh, the other one was Cape Fear. So oh, I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking okay. that you were either going to say Cape Fear or True Grit. True Grit, yeah, yeah. When you first said it, that was the first one that came to mind. Yeah. Um, I guess I forgot that Cape Fear was a remake. Oh yeah. And- I I remember one of my first infatuations with cigars started because of Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. Like really cemented the deal because Robert De Niro smoking those, like. 60 ring gauge 60 cigars. ring gauge yeah oh, and they look like such a massive cigar yeah and now you see it and go yeah oh yeah that's an average yeah. size cigar whatever <laughs> whatever now he'd be smoking like a you know a nine by 90 like some oh, brother comical mm. bullshit or that agonorsa leaf uh lunatic that was well, well and even like 10 by 100 to look at swayze like oh. i kind of hope the new roadhouse yeah. is different enough that it isn't even like the old one to make it kind of enjoyable that's what i'm hoping and i i think jake Gyllen, i love jake gyllenhaal i think he's insanely talented I've, yeah I've, mm-hmm. I, I, he's he's just very versatile and um and in a role like this that's kind of supposed to just be a fun popcorn movie mm-hmm. i'm hoping he that the it'll be i think it'll be more serious and a little darker and how awesome yeah. Yeah. how awesome would it be if the studio was able to keep it quiet enough and there's this secret like two minute cameo at the end with Sam Elliott. Oh I mean, how dude, sick would that yeah. be? Honestly. Dude. Oh that would be No, awesome. he died. He died. He died. Sam Elliott did Oh, he did die, die in the he first one. He died in the camp. first one. Yeah. Maybe they'll have like His character died Swayze yeah. or right. Sam Elliott like framed in a picture somewhere in the that background. Would be, That'd be cool. That would be sweet. I'm I'm interesting uh, how Conor McGregor's gonna do yeah yeah i hope he's better at acting than he is at making scotch By the or way, making irish whiskey the original rather. roadhouse david just nailed it the original roadhouse is not that good it's totally not it's terrible exactly 
it's just one of those cult movies that you can't like if you flip channels yes you can't and you see roadhouse you're like i'm fucking in it now it's one of it's one of the best bad movies ever made i love it it's horrible no yeah and for the record i want to hear kelly lynch just let's just take a moment guys kelly lynch just a brief moment of silence cheers to kelly lynch cheers i mean cheers one of the one of the most stunning women you guys that ever walked on planet earth oh just all right i'm good now my goodness i need a minute so, um we're hitting two hours here yeah. we were oh we didn't uh <laughs> you got another one we I got he's done that one before isn't he i don't i don't think have he has done a zombie one have you done the zombie apocalypse question i don't know i don't think so i don't well, think so hit him hit him it's your night all right you ready? Yep. The zombies are coming, Rob. Or Rob. <laughs> the zombies are coming, Nate. <laughs> In honor of Rob. In, In honor, honor of Rob. In honor, yep. Yeah. So you get three people from the cigar industry to be part of your zombie apocalypse survival squad. Who do you pick and why? Three people from the cigar industry as part of the zombie apocalypse. Oh, that's a good question. In the cigar industry. I think we need to get t-shirts with that on it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think for sure I got to go with Eric Espinosa because he'd cut somebody in a heartbeat. Oh, no, he, he just he just talking about, bro, bro, bro. bro you, bro, you, you bro, don't want to do this, bro. bro. You don't want to do this. He'd tell him a bro. joke and they'd all just pass out because <laughs> it's hilarious. Or start singing. Yeah. Or, singing, or, yeah. Start I got I to gotta go Eric Espinosa. Oh, let's see who... Um, Oh, you got to bring Steve Saka because he's just going to crush some skulls. Or your sacrificial lamb. Yes. Because <laughs> we could all run. <laughs> either one, either one or the other. Oh, let's see. Third. Cigar industry. Let's see. Let's see oh. which way he goes with this. Oh, that's a good. This is a good question. I think that number three, I'm going to have to throw it back to good old Mr. Rob Gagne. Yeah. Okay. Because Rob is fleet of foot. He is wily. He's he's wily. He's super creative. <laughs> he's got energy for days. That dude's going to figure out how to keep us alive for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Well, and he's 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 spent a lot of time outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He can sur- he could survive if he had. He to. and I both had to set up a yeah. decent campsite. Yeah. We we both know how to take care of ourselves outside. Nice. I think we'd be so just fine. I was just sitting here and, and a thought came to my mind. I'd have to get Coop on mine, but he'd be the sacrificial lamb. And guess who would be eating his brain? Who? Oh. Mr. LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, boy. <sighs> oh, yeah. Sweet, sweet justice. Mm hmm. Um, all right, so that uh, that was our lightning round. Let's jump into this week's Notable Smokable, brought to us by Don Doroteo Cigars. Don Doroteo is a brand with both purpose and passion, dedicated to creating change from within. By developing their own land, they are able to own the entire process throughout the life cycle of the plant. They methodically carry out each step, ensuring that the final product is of the finest quality. The new Salt of the Earth lines, Piedra Viva and Piedra Angular, are available now at Don Dorteo Retail Partners. Please visit dondorteo.com to learn more. All right. 
So notable smokables. Uh, yeah. Nate, you may remember this. Each week, we name a cigar that we smoked recently mm-hmm. that was notable to us. Now, this could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we revisited for the first time in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Or this could be a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoked for the first time ever. Okay. Uh, so what's something you smoked recently that really stood out to you? Recently... Oh, let's think about this. I think one that really stood out recently, considering we're on the Lancero. Oh, yeah. Van. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The Henry Clay Warhawk. Oh, I love that. Cigar. And I believe it is. I think it's technically a Panatella. Yeah. I believe only available at Stogie's. Okay. In Houston. Yeah. That cigar <laughs> is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> outrageous funny you say that yes because my notable smokable is an amakubi from h-town also really yes oh me and omar just smoked one the other day and it was pretty phenomenal yeah awesome they do have some great lanceros down there dude yeah they i mean that's if if you want like he's the lancero king jorge rare like oh like hard to find or or only the only place you can get lanceros of certain blends that's the place mm-hmm. to go absolutely yeah uh justin what's a notable for you this week i i'm not going on the lancero train even though i did have one recently but i don't want to start any commotion for the one that i had but the uh league of 10 is what i had nice that's not the one i was talking about but you know mm. the cookies mm-hmm. yeah um the league of 10 uh uh, was it the uh, Selección de Mercado? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I finally had one of those with nice. my dad the other day, so that was good. I gave him one, and uh, we enjoyed that together over a, a steak after or before for dinner. That's oh, awesome. That's so, awesome. Matt, you're up. What do you? My notable, my notable's honestly been one that's been one of my favorites for the last few years, and it's it had been, honestly, I think like six months since I smoked one. The, my father, Fonseca. Oh, the, sweet. In that that the Cosecos size, the little one with the white tissue paper. That's on the it. number four. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 I yep. just love that cigar. I mean, it's like that, that Corona Gorda size or really more of a true Corona kind of mm-hmm. size. But I mean, shoot price point wise, what? Eight, eight fifty. Yeah. You know, just, I just love, I'm so glad they resurrected that brand and they've done a phenomenal job with yeah. it. So, uh, so yeah, that was my notable smokable, uh, for the week. Uh, so let's jump into coming attractions. Uh, and those brought to us by AJ Fernandez, born and raised in Cuba. AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled cigars in pre, uh, sorry, unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Diaz de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. All right, guys, coming up on the show next week on the 12th, uh, we have none other than Ian Reith from Dapper Cigar Company. Mm-hmm. On February 19th, we have Dean Parsons from Epic Cigars. And closing out the month of February this year, we have Greg Free from Fuerte y Libre Cigars. This month's on changed, fire. They changed their name. Actually. Yes, it's now yes, it's Fortaleza now Fort- y Libre. Fortaleza y Libre Cigars. I just had cigars with Greg at TPE. Nice. On, see, it would have been 
Thursday night. Okay. And I said, Greg, how's it going? And I introduced him to a couple of people. I'm like, this is Greg Free from Fortaleza Cigars. He goes, dude, you got the new name. I'm like, <laughs> I'll pay attention, my friend. It'll take me a little time to get used yeah. to it. Make sure to get Greg talking about women's pole vaulting. Yeah, we already, I, we, we've, we've already been there. We've, 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 been there. we've, I mean, we've all been there. No, yeah. were you there? Then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've all been yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just one of those it's one of those things. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a passion. I mean, how can it not be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see it. We we, we it. were actually he was on a podcast a few weeks ago, and me and Matt joined in. We did. Is that right? <laughs> and we were <laughs> we brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a stellar lineup, Ian. He's just oh, yeah, the he's best amazing. human beings. Yeah. I love Ian and Dean is he's a stellar he's a stellar human yeah, being. The rest oh, of the yeah. Month. Yeah. The rest of the month is phenomenal. Yeah. And then then March, we're going to, uh, you know, the PCA trade place. show. Yeah. The PCA. The PCA. We do a pre-show. Yeah, we're and doing it. we do a post-show, and we do something Ooh. over there. Excellent. Yeah. So, Can't and, wait to see you guys there. And we got we got so, all this new equipment and stuff, so we're going to be, like, trying to double up on as much coverage as we can. And we're going to be on fire. Get as many interviews as possible, you yeah. know, recorded for our YouTube channel. How did they definitely. say it? In fuego. And fuego, and fuego, bro. So, bro. where can we find you, and how can we follow you? Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram at Boveda underscore Nate. Uh, that would be the best place to follow me on social media. Uh, you can buy Boveda at bovedainc.com, or you can head over to Amazon and shop at the Boveda store, or even better, head to your local cigar shop or tobacco shop and support your local retailer and buy Boveda from them and yes. buy more cigars and buy more cigars. Yeah. Well, Nate, brother, honor having you in the studio. Dude, you guys are the best. This is awesome. Thank you, brother. We really appreciate you showing up, brother. I, I know it was a long drive for you. It was not. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Pretty well, much everything in Minneapolis, St. Paul area is like 30 minutes. And this yeah, is it's, like barely that. Yeah. yeah. And we and it's one of those great winters. We don't have to worry about uh we don't have to worry no, about snow on the road. No, no nope. <laughs> not even a little bit. Well, uh, viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being the absolute best part of How About That Cigar Live. We are so grateful to you guys for hanging out with us live on Facebook and YouTube. And, of course, if you're watching after the fact or listening after the fact, uh, take just a minute, if you would, please. Hit those like and subscribe buttons. It really does mean the world to us. Uh, and you'll find us on all of those social media platforms, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Twitter. You will find us at hbt cigars so click all those buttons on those social media platforms Do if it. you guys have any questions for us you can email us right on the website how about that cigar.com so thank you guys again for watching and of course until we see you guys next time burn cigars not bridges thanks guys any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium cigars.